Welcome to another episode of TCP. How are you guys doing? Wait, I don't have the episode number. What's the uh, episode number, guys? 253. 253. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe, for that. 253 is what we're up to currently. And um, today's all about hashtags. You know, if you if you look at the sidebar, you, you looked at the title, we're all about the hashtags today. Hashtag Texas Hard. Hashtag Contenders Strike. Hashtag Jotes. Hashtag National Boob Day. That's right. I looked at what's trending on Twitter today, and I was like, damn. Today was a good day to wake up to Twitter. And you know what? Most of those tweets didn't even have a warning about nudity. So get your kids off Twitter today. But uh, if you're an adult, have a fun day. I don't know. Um, just under, You know what? I'm not going to go that far. There were some other more concerning hashtags and things that were trending that I'm not going to get into right underneath that. But I'm just going to keep the day positive and just only think about the boobs today and everything else you know what i'm out of here i'm too busy thinking about boobs to think about contender strike or whatever the hell is happening in houston you know if you were you know creative with the english language i feel like today is also national boob day in the overwatch space i'll let you pontificate on what i could possibly mean by that jesus christ all right i think i figured it out <laughs> <sighs> yeah stuff went down so we're not going to be doing we're going to be doing a, just a bit of a tease here, we'll be doing a global power ranking next episode, and it's going to be a big one, because we're going to go through all 20 teams, get a bunch of different thoughts on there. Uh, that's going to be a chunky episode, and today it's all about the news and the drama, and talking a little bit about maybe what we can expect in the future metas as well, and then obviously next week we're getting into major previews of summer showdown upcoming and what's going on with that so i mean wow what was the dallas stuff again guys did dallas announce anything yeah they were like they were doing some eyes i don't know if they actually announced anything but i think they also just recently put out a new merch collection so i think that could have been it um yep something like that I'm sorry yeah. like like i saw oh, reserve yeah, for our merch connection Oh, come on. Like, this is just, like, really misusing the eyes emoji, right? Now I don't you're mind like... it. I think the eyes emoji is already a little bit too misused. Yeah. I, I don't mind it kind of muddying the pool a little bit here, muddying the waters of the eyes mm -hmm. emoji to kind of dumb it down. It's a little bit, it's a little taken too seriously. Anytime anybody uses eyes emojis, like, who's getting dropped? Yes, Who yes. Are we picking Everybody up, freaks out. So I, I like it that sometimes eyes emoji is just like, hey, new shirt. Actually kind of fire. I'm not I don't mind um still so feel smart. I feel Hawaiian get up. I might even cop one. That looks pretty fire. Blue fire. It does look um, fire. Damn. Um They upgraded at the tech lab. Yeah. Fair Anything enough. else, guys, before we get started? <laughs> no, not really. I mean This is on his eleventh liter of water. He's a fucking, he's the oh, yeah. water champ. He's a I fucking... went rock climbing yesterday and I'm sore as fuck. I'm actually in a lot of pain. I don't know. Um, it, what, what being 30 and doing exercise? Oh boy. Yep. Yep. How are your joints? I think my joints ended up being okay. It's, it's just the different muscle groups that are really mm -hmm. not great. That's fine. Struggling though. to open doors. I'm struggling to turn door handles, honestly. Um, man, okay. Not a lot else going on. 
very little small talk. I could talk about my experiences going to the cinema recently, but we'll we'll save that for another boring day. Um, we can pretty much we can pretty much get there. Two five three news brought to you by Avril Lavigne, Bay, Bay Battle Cry, Refined Bean, Bonsbob Buhau, Chari, Picasso, Chris R three four 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 four, Cash sixty seven, Lolshin, Porkchop, Sammy, Rick Sane, Volumel Smooth Nuts, Your Misery with YouTube members I Sam Jello, William Jesse, Vishman, Fireman Six, AK, and Chris R, and of course. Uh, big shout out to Juke as well for our current partnership. Um, Joe, what are the what are the Speaking keynotes here? Of yes, we want to you know appreciate and give a give a thanks to Juke for sponsoring uh, this this week's episode. Um, for those of you who haven't checked out the the app yet, um, I don't know if anybody else knows, but uh, I think obviously Avril might know. But uh, Contenders is actually going on quite quite a bit globally. There's quite a bit of Overwatch to consume, and if you're not necessarily keen to things, or if you're not you know caught up, or if you don't know when it's happening, Juked has not only long form you know topics and communication, and you know providing Juke provides a good platform to actually discuss Contenders and discuss like having long form ideas. Whereas, you know, the, the competition, not necessarily so much. But you know, we want to thank Juked for sponsoring the episode. Um, they're providing a social app, not only a social app, but also a, an entire esports kind of package deal where you have the scheduling, you have content, you have content aggregation, you have a more positive platform. One of their big things is they're trying to reduce toxicity toxicity on the internet and on their platform they're actively getting into discussions and weeding out some of the bad faith actors um and this week i think avril mentioned it prior to to this but we're going to be doing um some mid-season power rankings in a later episode so we reached out to you guys the public and asked you know which teams you thought could be you know uh could should maybe could uh, be climbing the power rankings um, and we had a couple of interesting responses. I think uh, Atlanta is up there in terms of like not necessarily votes, but like community perception in terms of, you know, who is climbing the ranks, who's Good. who's really getting up there. And it's, Based. you know, it's you're right. It's completely accurate. Let me pull it up on my my app here. Um, one of them was Boston. We had some Vancouver Titans. Um, I think D Hulky, friend of the show, Vancouver Titans, upcoming matches are canceled, <laughs> are canceled Toronto, Paris, New York, Washington, and Houston. After they go one and four of the stage, everyone will be doing an ins everybody will be going insane that they looked better than Paris. Move them up on the ladder. So like Titans coming in with a big win. Um, we have some London love as well. So it's 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 the platform that Yiska should be on. To like mm. post all these hot takes about why you know Houston is doing what they're doing, but you know just hasn't necessarily got on the ball yet. I'll no, say no, that. No, you know? I I definitely like. I actually made a point now to like, you know, also participate in other discussions. Of course, like sure, I'm not going to create necessarily like a discussion point there. Um, but maybe I should. Maybe that's something I should look into. I think it's probably, you know, it's it's the better platform. You're getting your entire message across instead of having, you know, people dig through comments and making sure you have to be upvoted here or there. It's I think it's just the the preferred platform for for long form discussion. So we want to thank Juked for coming and, and we want to thank the community for 
stepping in and always providing some some interesting feedback and communication on some of these little polls. And we will get to some power rankings. So hopefully your favorite team or some of the teams that you're voting for in the comments uh, are are seeing some 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 positive mm-hmm. momentum. So we want to thank Juke and uh, yeah, we'll we'll get on with the rest of this this stuff. Speaking of Houston. I don't know if that's where we're going, but that's definitely Actually, on speaking, the docket. Real quick though, speaking of rankings and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. there was a Comp OW actually had like a true consensus subreddit rankings that I thought was actually kind of accurate. I was like this the ranking is not too bad because yeah, usually you get the you get the odd individual takes that are like well, I don't know, but consolidated together, honestly, it was pretty, pretty reasonable. reasonable. Uh, yeah. I don't know where the thread is anymore, buried in there somewhere, but um. It was not even just the power ranking. It was was um it was awards as well. Mm-hmm. Roll stars, just like contemplating what the roll stars could be. MVP front runner, rookie of the year front runner, front runner, yep. you know, coach of the year, all that kind of stuff. Um, interesting to see where the community um direction is in terms of where what they're looking at. But mm-hmm. it's not too far off from what I think should be about accurate anyway. So you know, it's uh, actually really well placed. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Time to get into the reason why we're all here today. This is why we record today because we we get ahead. We get the, the drama comes out a good six hours or however many hours beforehand, and now we're just ready. This would have actually dropped, by the way. I think in the middle, if we did this at our normal recording time, all this would have probably dropped in the middle of our recording or something like that. Yeah, or maybe it should after. Yeah, dive into what on earth happened overnight with all the Houston stuff. Halo comes out with a brand new report. This one's on Dexerto as well. And um typically with the Halo reports, he doesn't he he leaves it only in the tweets if it's just kind of like a throwaway report like whatever. Maybe the sources aren't good for that one. He specifically always says that he only does the Dexerto reports when he's extremely sure about what's going on when he's got like a lot of sources and before i even get into the before i even just read out what the article was he specifically says i've never had as many different sources telling me the same thing houston have not been very quiet or discreet about this one okay so here's what went down title says sources houston outlaws seek to offload overwatch trio another houston outlaws rebuild may be on its way i'm not gonna read the whole thing but the the what you need to know is essentially Houston Outlaws have been trying to shop around to offload Pelican, Iris, Eris, and Peggy from their team, trying to sell these three players. Um, specifically, Peggy and Pelican might even be a package deal. And the reasoning being given, according to Halo, is that Dante wishes to revert to his main DPS role. So this is a key reason for the Outlaws looking to ship three players, the source has noted is Dante, his wish to revert to his main DPS role. Um, and that's the that's the gist of it, but it's a, it's a pretty major thing. You know, we're talking about a team that's strongly at the top of the middle of the table. Yeah. It's done reasonably well. Yeah. Looking to get rid of potentially three players, one of which is the Rookie of the Year from last year. And so I three, right? With two bonus points. They're doing very, very yeah, well. Yeah, they're... For yeah, for I think you've kind of touched on this, Jessica. Like for the the team that they have, this 
probably could have gone a whole lot worse. Like they are probably overperforming what kind of personnel they have. Sure. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They, they definitely they're limited. Mm-hmm. No yes. main support. Yeah. No main tank. Yeah. Uh, and they've honestly done super well given the circumstances, given the restrictions on their roster. Yeah. Self-imposed restrictions a little bit. Yes. But yeah, it's uh, it's wild how good the performance is now. Mm-hmm. What's crazy is when you really think about. And by the way, this is not a, this discussion is not a confirmation or a denial of any rumors. It's just a discussion of right. the hypotheticals sure. behind all this kind of things. It's like if it ends up being that no one gets traded, because the other thing that Halo said is that despite shopping around, actually, I'm going to get a source on this. I'm just going to make sure that he did actually say this. Despite shopping around, I don't believe. Obviously, they haven't found buyers yet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, pretty certain that um, they've shopped around, but they've struggled to find buyers. Right? Am I wrong about that, or am I, is that is that a correct? I, th- I think that was that was mentioned. Yes, and I, I and give you more. Killed. I give you more. I will tell you. I also heard like that they contacted people. I think the the framing of it is just what went wrong here, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, okay, I think like now. I I generally just feel like in defense of people under a dog pile, right? And to to be pa- perfectly fair here to Halo, this is not just like completely bullshit, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the, these like discussions, or rather, like, do you want any of those players? Like that happened, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. So like that, it's not like he's lying or anything, right? Mm-hmm. That that, and I think that wasn't anything that was necessarily denied it's it's just very particular how you have to be here with language and i guess we we got to talk about this and i i don't think it's too surprising that uh, through shopping around they might have had some difficulty in landing a buyer uh and and we, we will also by the way get into your your uh thread of tweets as well in terms of getting to the the depths of you know what is the actual intent here? Is is it just them exploring options, or is it like a strong intent to actually sell? And there's a bit of discussion around that. Um, but considering the different rosters, I mean, we look across the Overwatch League, things are pretty full. Like even when we talked about like, oh, this team has a gap here, or this team, you know, may- maybe this player could go somewhere, and someone's now a free agent, someone's LFT. But it's like you look across the teams, like who's got room for players right yeah. now? Like no one really has room. Um, Unless you're just, as I jokingly tweeted, you know, I tried to, I came in with a comic relief. Um, No Hill's about to act up when he's when he's noticing good players on the mm-hmm. market. He's just waiting to snatch him up. Um, and so, okay, Pelican will pay for himself. He'll he, Pelican will use his own salary to pay for his salary. I think he's like so, rich or something. Like he's got like his parents are loaded, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but on a more serious note, it's like, but no one really has room for these players. Like yeah. I'm sure Pelican would be an upgrade for most teams. Because mm-hmm. you have to consider the only teams that can actually afford someone like Pelican. Because I know, I know what a salary is. It's it's fucking high. Okay. Uh, it's not the highest. Don't get me wrong. It's still the highest salary in the world. But it is it is an upper echelon of salaries. And and mm-hmm. he did get a he did get a pretty nice like pay rise going from uh, Rain to Houston as well. But it doesn't surprise me that that ends up being a hard sell because most yeah. teams can't afford him, and the teams that can afford him, they're full. Uh, either really full. Or don't need to take the risk. Like, for example, you could 
hypothetically, I'm not saying this should happen, but hypothetically, you could be gladiators and be like, hmm, could we get an upgrade of a padded pan with Pelican? Technically, on a mechanical level, you probably could because he is the play- rookie of the year. Yeah. But like, why would you ever take that risk when you're already a winning team? Yeah. You know what the team dynamic is with Patapan. You yeah. don't know what the team dynamic is going to be if you bring in Pelican. It's a bit of a hardcore. Maybe Unter knows, but still, you don't know how to. You don't know how you, you know how he was on Atlanta, but you don't know how that mixes sure. with the current class players. You're changing team dynamics or potentially a, an upgrade, but you don't even know that. So it's just an entire risk that you don't need to take because you, whatever you're doing now, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. It's working. You're winning. You might as well keep winning. Yep. So the teams that can't afford him don't need him, and the teams that want him can't afford him. So it's also you you probably like have a much cheaper option like i think a lot of the discussion is also a little misguided because we're all thinking about like short-term improvements that either organization is seeking this these are long-term plays we're now getting closer to the window where general managers have to conceive of long-term positions where they have to Mm -hmm. you know preconceive what kind of moves they're going to make in the offseason and like someone like Padipan, like there's reason to believe that this kid is still once again applying himself to Overwatch Two and is still getting better, right? Sure. Like I, I, th- I think it's fair to say, like after his absence from, uh, from Overwatch, like that he's still acclimating and like noticeably getting better every game or stage, right? So, like whatever you think, I, I think it would just be untimely to to even consider a trade there. But also, like, come on, I mean, this is face. Like, team, yeah, no, I don't. They, they wouldn't. It was, it was, a, it was a hypothetical to bring up because they're one yes. of the teams that could afford it. Yes, teams that actually need yeah, a player yeah. like Pell, and let's, we can get to Piggy. Actually, Piggy as well can into that conversation. <laughs> yeah, teams that need guys like Piggy and Pelican are the New York Excelsior. Yes, because they have Kellen. They need another tank, yep. ideally, because they're struggling right now. In fact, um, you know, the Floriaki might be good over third DPS in there. And, and what's even better is they can bring Eris into the team and have four flex supports, which I yep. think is really good. You got Gangnam, <laughs> Jim, Gangnam, Exodia. one, and then you can also get Eris. Yeah. And then I think once yep. you get five flex supports, you can scrim the LA Valiant and do a flex support only game versus a DPS only game. You know what, Avril, DPS versus I'm gonna I'm gonna raise you one hypothetical farther. Why don't they trade? I think they what they need to do is like find the password Delibero's crypto wallet, trade a bunch of the NFTs to the Toronto Defiant to get Twilight, and then you have the full flex support team. Yeah. Someone I think that's actually, exactly what needs to someone actually jokingly but not really jokingly said, "Oh, Toronto's about to buy up." <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, it's kind of true. It's like, yeah, they can afford it, and also they probably will. Like, they probably they're probably the type of team that would. But if they don't do it, no one else probably will. And, so. Is it is it weird to be like kind of happy that nobody has like paid? I'm I'm okay with, and and we'll get to Yiska's tweet because I I very vehemently agree with it. But am am I like crazy to like be kind of happy that nobody was dumb enough to like just pay the absolute premium for a player that like you must have, you must, like is good? People people must realize the bag Outlaws would have wanted is unreasonable. Like, yeah, <laughs> and, you'd and have to pay. You'd have to pay the buyout and the salary. It's, yeah. That's very expensive. That's crazy. And I'm glad uh, that like nobody's dumb enough to go like, ah, yes, Pelican's on the market. Let me buy him. Yeah. Like, well, no. guys, come you, on. But like I said, you need the perfect storm of a team that's yeah. both willing and able. And yeah. right now you have a bunch of teams that are willing but not able or a bunch of teams that are able but not willing. So mm-hmm. it's just not going to happen, which which comes down to, and we're going to get into Yiska's uh, tweet. Sorry, go on. Would you not, like, if, if you're 
maybe like there's something to be said about seriousness and this getting to your player and sort of harming the relationship. But if I'm Chris Chung, why do I not just like write in the Overwatch Discord, yo, someone went proper for two mil, bro? Why not? <laughs> like, why am I not ex applying stupid text? Yeah. Right? Like, everyone if just, someone buys that shit, like, next to the table and yeah. just like, <laughs> like if, I, if someone takes me up on that offer, sure, mate. Like my budget I'm is now set, set for the next two years. Yeah. Sure, I'm probably not where, getting a talent where, like that where, again. But this like is where Chengdu starts trying to sell leave again, except they're actually serious. <laughs> I mean, I hate to they say it, but yeah, they were trying to sell them already, and not 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 for for people that aren't aware. It's because Chengdu were trying to downsize extremely hard. Mm -hmm. So I know there's a bunch of people like, oh my god, is there an issue with leave? No, there no. isn't. The issue is he he costs too much for Chengdu to afford, and Chengdu's kind of broke. That's yeah. the issue. So, um, but all jokes aside, I was about to get to the point that, you know, as we hit into Yiska's uh, thread here, it's very likely that the end of all of this drama is that they don't get sold. Nothing changes. Yeah. It would, I think the most likely outcome, the highest percentage outcome is that nobody buys. Eris, Pelican, Piggy stay on Houston Outlaws for the rest mm -hmm. of the season. And whatever Houston are doing, they keep doing. Um, we, we haven't even, by the way, we still got to touch up on the whole Dante part of that, so yeah. we're going to get to there as well. Um, and Houston Outlaws remain the same. Now, back to what Yiska said, that doesn't mean Halo lied about this report. No. No. It just means that no one no one bought. Because it, Houston, it's also very well shopping, but no one's buying. And that's, yeah. that's, that's fine. That's normal. It's also that is normal. doesn't consequently mean that all of Halo's report was right if, for instance, Iris was Correct. going to be traded, right? Sure. Maybe the Dante thing is is a little dubious as well because we this, you know, I I don't know. We, yeah. There's there's not enough like public. Let's get into the Dante about thing. So kind of thing. I think that is actually the most harmful piece, a part of the. Uh, okay, let's reason. let's talk about it. So so to reiterate, in the article it specifically says, a key reason for the outlaws looking to ship three players. The sources noted is Dante's wish to revert to his main DPS role. Now Dante came out and he says on Twitter. Apologize, uh, this, this is a little bit of Zoom speak coming through. What lol? I don't care if I play DPS or tank lol. I just want to win. Stop spreading propaganda. Thumbs down emoji. Uh, Halo's response: Nice try, but this ain't working. Dante's response: If you think I'm selfish enough to try to, if you think I'm selfish enough to try to great teammates traded because I'm not playing my favorite heroes, you are just a moron. Being forced out and full out benched before and never asked for a trade. You, to think that I'd make a request to get rid of teammates for my own desires is just crazy. Now, giving benefit of the doubt that Dante is not the actual reason and he's not the one instigating these trades, mm -hmm. then yeah, this the, the, he is gone, he's getting slandered. Yeah, he is definitely getting slandered yeah. by Halo here. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a weird editorialization. Uh, that's also hard to that's that's my big like issue with it all and i really don't like have much to say on it it's an interesting like report to say like hey you know these people are on the trade market that's interesting that's all it should be that's it yeah i think and and ideally you provide context as to the nature of these types of offers you know mm -hmm. like i i do believe that like maybe there's a little bit more aggressive selling going on Keep in mind, also sure. the general manager of the Houston Outlaws is new. Like was recent. Like I think he even took over later in the season. I think Kumat mm -hmm. 
was replaced yeah, during this se- season, right? And now Shadow mm-hmm. um, is in that uh, position. So, like, there, there's a bunch to be said about etiquette or how you come across. Or maybe he's just a grinder and wants to get the best deal for, uh, like, and wants to hustle, right? So, um, like, even if there was a little bit of overselling going on, which I don't know, that I didn't look into that, but um, I think the the general idea is, as we pointed out, this team is hard-capped on a couple of positions. Mm-hmm. You have certain problems. I think even if you... And I think, as we will probably talk about this, uh, like if Junker Queen is actually meta, you once again probably get a grace period where like everyone starts from zero and one of your players has to learn Junker yeah. Queen, which you know doesn't like gives you equal odds against the field when it could just be Ryan and Winston and now you're with there with your pants down as the outlaws and a smart team realizes that they need to fix that issue whether like it could be stage four that where those matter sit or worse yet in the playoffs so solutions that need to be found right that these are much stronger considerations presumably then Dante saying I don't want to play tank anymore yeah. should intuitively feel right to you I don't think you need to know anything internally in order to uh, say that. How do true. you? What do you feel about Halo doubling down though? Because specifically, when Dante says no, this is incorrect. Stop spreading propaganda. Halo said, "Nice try, but this ain't working." He actually he. There's a difference between him doubling down on the article overall, yeah, right. and then him specifically doubling down. I, th- on I think he never takes the Dante him, part of it. Takes these things like that. Like I think he sees it as an attack on his entire point, and it has right. been the case for like. like if you go look at it historically, right? Like we had, he had the Valiant report where he rightly pointed out that the Los Angeles Valiant was going to release all the um, their mm-hmm. players, but also that the organization had sold the slot. Now, that wasn't true, right? Like the, the IMT is still in control of uh, the Los Angeles Valiant slot uh, as of right now. So, like that being disproven or like the Valiant coming out and saying that's not correct it wasn't correct right like but of course that's not the general I think he um you know like the the big thing that he wanted to have in his report and I think like right it it is important to see the nuanced different uh, difference especially because it probably doesn't feel that nuanced to Dante it pretty much feels like a direct attack on him and the the fact that other players in his team are you know just being looked at whether or not there is a trade opportunity and him ha- wanting to to majorly win just feels pretty normal i think that's that is pretty normal this, this thing about just going back to the valiant report really quickly i it's semi it's it, it, there's a bit of relation here i think it, you can start to see halo's trend a little bit here in that valiant report where he probably wasn't super off the mark with the Valiant sales thing. And, and what I mean by that is there it's probably not a big surprise that Immortals are trying to sell their spot. So yeah, he probably misreported or like, I don't know, overly implied that a sale had already happened when actually the truth is they're trying to sell, but the sale did not actually happen yet. Or maybe a sale was potentially on the way, but it, fell through like these things can happen but he didn't report accurately on what the actual status was he just kind of jumped the gun and said no it's sold right 
So that's kind of a bit of history of Halo maybe going a bit too far in terms of yeah. certain you know, reports and how conclusive it is in terms of it. like maybe it's not that it's not as conclusive as he's saying, but he's made it out to be very conclusive, right? Yeah. And I think there's this there's value in or you could argue there's value in bringing that information to the public, right? I will say like part of why I've I got knowledge of how these trades are constantly offered is because on this show I actually talked about a trade of that nature, of that very hypothetical nature before. Bing bong. Right? I yep. I talked about the um Violet Rascal for Kareev in 2020 hypothetical. Once again, like Chris Chung putting his feelers out and seeing what what kind of solutions are on the table presumably and I don't I don't know mm-hmm. that is if whether or not like how serious that was. But like that's that's a you know a similar situation and I learned that you need to give that context in in terms mm-hmm. of like how serious how far along something is. And mm-hmm. also I guess in my defense, my I talked about it two years after it ever became, you know, it, it, or was relevant, and the shock went on to win a championship with those, those two players still in that position, right? Sure. I think that's that's kind of what's going on here, mm-hmm. um, and like if if those I, there are other organizations that are constantly just like contacting, you know, like uh, c- could you see yourself, you know, doing that, doing that. And like yeah. a little bit of money here, like what, what's your asking price here? Because everyone has issues and maybe there's a win-win situation for everyone, mm-hmm. right? That's just the natural state of the business. From my point of view, those trades, because they influence, overly influence and more possibly like cause harm, as in this case, it arguably did, um, they lie outside of public interest, even though I don't think or no, they lie inside of public interest, but the risk reward ratio is off here. And of sure. course, like journalists have no moral uh, responsibility towards, you know, trying to minimize um, whatever the team is doing there. If they're communicating that, you know, like others, if the source is communicated that like that, then you can report it like that, right? I just caution towards like. I think everyone wants to do net good. I think there's a way to tell this story. I also think, like, if you're doing it here, then I'm sure Halo hears, hears of these all the time, right? Um, so, like, maybe maybe do more of these even, but just keep it, like, mm-hmm. towards, like, something is being thought of, but this is not a lo- at all along. Nobody has seen a contract intent. yet. Yeah. Correct. You have to communicate the intent, right? Because otherwise, without the context... The public will like, take you. It sounds a little, but I, I, I was gonna say it sounds a little extreme. But also, yes. I think, and this is where I get into like, um, sorry to you guys, but like journalism, evil and bad, and just wanting sure. clicks. And like, yeah. how about we, uh, yeah, how about we hyperbol- hyperbolize this, this, this entire article slash headline, and yeah, let's sensationalize a little bit and yeah. um, make it out to be a little bit more dramatic. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I was gonna say, you know. I was going to say probably don't do that, but then I realized, no, the whole point of journalism is to do that. So I guess... uh, Unfortunately. (laughs) The name of the game these days. And that's kind of like where, like, there's a meta topic that's kind of interesting. Um, You know, if we're, we're, you know, using what Yiska said previously on some past episodes about, you know, trades that were 
offered, put out in the market, trying to test the waters about like, what are these, you know, what, what is the, what does the, the marketplace say about these players? What, what can we really get here? When you look at like a successful team, like the San Francisco shock, and you look at a successful team, like the Houston Owls again, reiterate going, you know, circling back to like the start of this conversation, Houston are doing extremely well, but it's clear to, I think most people that like, this can only go for so long. You have what three more metas to ace. And if if Piggy and Dante can't just ace those tanks, those tank positions, then you're kind of screwed, right? You're just not playing your odds the right way. So is it so far fetched to believe that a team that's doing well would try to capitalize on like the highest stake that you're probably going to get out of Pelican to see if anybody bites on like a crazy number? And, And is that wrong? I don't think so. And I think we probably see more of this moving forward. I like if I'm looking at this team, you really need a good main tank. Yes. Like we collectively all underrated main tanks, I think. Like we thought of things are going to get get uh, get it done. They didn't. Like main tanks are now a rare commodity. There are very few free agents you could even entertain thinking about. Like someone like Ben Best is maybe a name I would bring up. Mm -hmm. Someone like Cloudy. Like sure. these guys, right? Like I'm not. Then, then there's the visa situation. I think it's problematic for both of them. So the real solution here is a trade, right? You, mm-hmm. you need some to find someone that uh, that just fills the holes that you're currently experiencing. Now the problem yeah. is, I'm gonna be straight. If you have a quality main tank, you're holding on to that dude. That is probably the most important player on your team now. Yeah. So in order to at all be taken seriously, you gotta you gotta sacrifice something. You here, gotta ante up, right? And hashtag ante up. And here's here's where I could see the justification being, because yeah. I think whatever upgrade you could get for specifically being the Houston Outlaws, and what I'm about to say is highly controversial, I think, and has nothing nothing to do with this uh, piece. But I could see a world where you get a quality main tank, trade it. Mm-hmm. And the quality main tank is such an upgrade filling the holes that you're experiencing that it actually makes up for the loss of Pelican, especially because you have Dante. Because here's another little insight. Dante played a bunch in the preseason. I think he he probably had the highest play rate of the DPS uh, for the Outlaws. So the Outlaws are aware that this this guy is still cracked. And just for the sake of the team... Like, he has taken a tank roll on because they're having troubles there. This guy is a winner. He just wants to win titles, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, like, it's, it's, that that's probably, like, the blow, it's crazy to say, I think the blow of losing Pelican would not be astronomical. The benefit of get, getting, like, a cr- very good main tank is pretty high. Now, where are you getting That's, that from? That could be your Caesar. That could be your season winner. Yeah. Like, imagine if they land a good main tank again. Like, it's hard to name names just because it's so difficult to see like a successful team letting go of their their main tank. But that could ultimately have the Houston Outlaws making a deep playoff run because they've made that move. Yeah. And it looks on paper to be, oh my god, how could you get rid of the rookie of the year? Pelican so good. Da 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 da. It's like it. You're not losing as much as you think. And it's it's also. Once again, this is just like one of the options. If I'm general manager, I'm thinking about that as an option. 
ultimately, I'm looking at the social structure of this team. Like Dante came out said, like Pelican is like his best friend on the team, sure. stuff like that. Like, are you really going to make a play like that that late in season? Ultimately, you're looking at the option, and you would have just discarded that anyway, right? Like, you're not making that move. Unless you're like what bringing back super or some shit, like yeah. you're not you're not doing that shit, right? So, mm. um, like, like legitimately, who could you like? Who's even someone worthwhile bringing up here? Like, I mean, it, there it's so difficult to like make a trade in interregion. You have to like. I almost feel like there's not unless there's some some really hidden talent somewhere yeah. that I haven't looked at or discovered that's of age as well. Importantly. Because people will bring up all these players and then not realize they're still seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, is that you're gonna have to steal someone else's tank from another team and try and, and do a bait and switch? But like, but you get Pelican. I just need your main tank. And like, the the yeah, thing is, like, like, if you had a lot of excess budget, and I'm not sure if you wanted to, but one of the your options is Gator, right? Like, it wouldn't be a trade because you, you're not pay, you're not yeah. trading Pelican back to the Atlanta raid, right? Like that's not mm-hmm. gonna happen. That'd be funny, but. Like Pelican rejoins the rain, <laughs> but like Gator now, like being down and out. I'm not sure if he if he's already looking at a, at a training, at a coaching career, or whatever. But like mm. he can play the Winston, you know the um, sure. the uh, Reinhardt. Like the- and also as far as training goes, Gator's got a lot of experience trading. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> Why did true. you have to do that? I'm sorry, it's too, it was a, it was a low too... blow, low hanging fruit, yeah. and I went there. I apologized to it. Gator doesn't deserve that from me. My bad. But I, it's, you know, I it was too low hanging, and I was like, fuck it. I like some low hanging fruit. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go for it. But, by the way, like, leave it up to the Reddit crowd. Like at this point, I'm actually laughing about it because, like, the thread about the my tweet thread, there was one comment that in some fucked up judo move turned that situation into like memeing on that Atlanta rain being like the most hated team in the Overwatch League. I don't know how they did it, but it was it was magical. Like let me see yep. let me see the magic trick. Uh, we uh let's when you're ready, we'll get right. to your your speaking of things that you've talked about and tweeted. Right. Um do you want me to read all this out? How much of it to read out, or did you kind of wanted to get into it yourself? Because it is your your voice here, so I kind of want you to represent your own voice. I'm not gonna lie; it's kind of cringy for me to read it out. Like I'm already like mild cringing okay. for us to read it, but like we're good. Do, <laughs> you want to summarize? Read the whole thing. Yeah, let's, just let's summarize it. Do right. you want to summarize Paraphrase. it, or do you, do you want me to narrate it? I think like a bunch of points were already brought up. Like basically, I make the point um, mm-hmm. that. Every season, these types of hypotheticals, like testing the waters type of things happen. That, mm-hmm. that is my understanding that what's happening here. That as a general manager, you're constantly looking for solutions to the problems that you're facing. And the, fa- the problems that you might be facing as a general manager are like manifold. Someone's like the axi situation. Someone's sick. Maybe you need sure. a replacement down the line because you know eventually this, this guy is bodies just give, going to give up on you on uh, and, uh, and l- like that's something you keep in the back of your mind maybe players aren't getting along maybe like your coach is not reaching the players anymore and there sure. are there are like many solutions to that problem that you could be making right hmm? 
So you're constantly updating your options because the worst thing a good decision maker can go is go like, okay, I can do this and this and just accept two options when it barely ever is binary. The real solution most of the time is like, both of those suck. Let's let's come up with a third or fourth or fifth, right? And let's see what the market actually or the my environment gives me to play with, right? Like I want to see the entire river in in order to make the uh, my poker hand decision, right? So, um, and then I think as we talked about, like it's it, it is it felt, and I I'm not sure if it was intended to be meant that way, and there's certainly like ways to read it as to not as to not as aggressively imply that but i think it it can be read in a way that dante feels like he's being made out to be a diva that just wants to play his role and he's willing to sacrifice three teammates and i don't think that's what's happening what's happening here mm. right um cool. and for the outline reasons because the outlaws are likely to face issues down the line this is a bigger motivation probably one of the problems that a competent general manager is trying to solve and if you don't solve it well then you got to make do and make the best of it right like and the once again outlaws nine and three they're making the best of it right mm -hmm. um so i also say like i, I believe that this happened right like that. Yeah, of course. Uh, that the Outlaws did actually contact other teams, as every other team constantly does, right? Like the the the, the business ways. Like these guys are all in the Discord. Like the, the general managers have. I'm not sure if you would call it friendships. There's definitely like some general managers that are closer to others. Like the business way is not like you don't have to you know announce yourself to the queen of vancouver in order to like sure, get yeah. access to the halls and be invited for an audience or whatever right like mm -hmm. it's it's just like you shoot a dm and see like what is possible or you know like there are trades that are win-win for bo both teams which you previously didn't think were, were possible also you, you know how sometimes like people in in the wow auction house just put like a, a cookie in for like 2,000 gold and sees if someone misclicks, right? Sure. Maybe someone in the market misclicks. <laughs> Just like, gives you way too much money because yeah. brain fart, right? Like, because overwhelming or desperation or whatever. Or I think there was a definite misclick in the preseason, but neither here nor there. Yeah, I, you know, like, we all apply stupid texts differently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's actually rather uh, a statement of quality of a general manager to be constantly doing that yes and if they weren't doing that thing. now you're in trouble like if you're mm -hmm. not sourcing those opportunities and some shit gets wild and some some stuff like trickles through and like it is very hard to differentiate intent right like mm -hmm. if you're like this is this is really like a fickle situation. And once again, how did I learn this? Because I like didn't communicate the intent situation in the, mm. in the shock rascal uh, clearly enough, even though I was aware that this was probably like more like a gamble thing or like a yeah, let's see what see. they say thing. Yeah. Um, as Much more so than, you know, 
actually a, a serious thing. But I should have communicated that more. It blew up on Reddit and like it forced uh, some of the former Toronto defined coaching staff to make a statement there, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, sh- I should have been more aware of uh, how I communicate that information, right? So it's sure. it's just a hard learned lesson, and I think we stand to gain from clearly communicating context uh, mm-hmm. when when reporting on this because once again you're fine to report on this and I don't think speaking it has yeah. been proven yet that you necessarily did anything wrong and I think it's also speaking wrong to pile on uh, to pile on overtly on on halo here speaking of uh, communicating and intent all that good stuff <clears throat> A GM might gather all possible solutions, such as looking at free agents, internal restructuring, mindset reset via signing a new coach, trades, etc., in order to weigh those options against each other. Some problems are complex and involve both business, social, and gameplay considerations. I doubt the problem the Outlaws face is mainly Dante being in his feelings about not getting to play his role, and it is probably rightly received as reductive. To be clear... The information shared about the Outlaws allegedly contacting other teams is not surprising. I think the problem is that it's received in a vacuum by the public who think this is mo- this move is outside the norm. Mm-hmm. But it isn't. It happens all the time in many teams. In fact, if your GM wasn't looking at all possibilities, I'd be worried then. Nope. Uh, that could have probably been one tweet. You, you kind of made that one two tweets. But <laughs> was- yeah, true. How'd you like that reading? Very good. Read aloud. Still made me cringe. Aloud. That's yeah, but if cringe. you embrace the cringe, then you you, you embrace freedom. You every week, every week, I'm just gonna grab some random things you tweeted and read them out loud. Ooh, now that's scary. See how they sound. See how it sounds out loud. Uh, any final thoughts on? I think we've reached the end of this topic. But any final thoughts on where we are with all of this now? I think um, my position has been made clear that yeah, um, I'm a little unclear on the whole Dante situation. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that. While it is accurate that outlaws are shopping around, it's not necessarily mm-hmm. it's not necessarily conclusive that their intent is to just like they they desperately want to sell. Yep. Um, also, I don't think anyone's buying, so I, I the end oh. result is I'm pretty sure nothing changes from my perspective. Mid season, I think it's really difficult, especially this la- like this far in to like see a big move like that happen. That would be some pretty desperate pockets kind of coming out mm-hmm. and writing checks. I, I still think there is a meta topic that like I really want to get the community kind of started with because I, I foresee a world as we approach the 2023 season, as we get the release of Overwatch 2, as we get deeper into this game, as we see more heroes release, I think Yiska rightly kind of pointed something out really early on in Overwatch 1 that like it would probably take three years into the game's life cycle to see like the 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 kids that were like raised with overwatch and to see them kind of like really come out as big talents and i think we're going to see that pretty early on as we are this season right we're we're having a huge resurgence of like rookies being a severe metric of success you just talked about it on the show in, in, in past episodes i think you're gonna see some big moves and i wouldn't be shocked if pelican does find a home off the Houston Outlaws for a sizable amount of cash. Um, and, and Houston does some offseason moves and brings in rookies that are also very talented, right? Like, it's, I don't think it's going to be a completely unheard of. I think you're probably going to see more like offers like this put on the table and maybe some, some bites as we get closer to Overwatch 2's release and eventually that 
actually coming to fruition with budgets and people getting more bullish on the market. Like you're going to see this, this be an uptick in, in, you know, communicative, like this is going to happen Mm -hmm. more, I think. I'm going to shut down one thing really quickly, just because I know, I know, I know this one's swirling around the fan brains. I know that I know somewhere out there, there's one or 50 Dallas Fuel fans that are like, but we could get Pelican? And to that I say, do you really need three flex DPSs? You really need three flex DPSs on your team? Huh, guys? Come on, I don't think that's the answer. Okay. God. (laughs) That's that's one of those dumb moves that I'm just like, I'm so glad, like... That hasn't happened. It's just like so. I just, I just remember early on. I'm talking like, yeah, but who, you know, who yeah. could actually buy Pelican? Yeah. Who could get Pelican on their team? Dallas and probably has the I, money. I know, I know. There's a, I know. There's a, there's a non-insignificant number of Dallas Fuel fans like mm-hmm. reaching their hands up like me. We do. We can get him. And I'm just there like, guys, he's a flex DPS. You don't, you don't need a third flex DPS. All right, Doha's already benched. You don't need a third one. Let's yeah. let's be honest, guys. Let's be realistic with ourselves. Okay. Next topic. Um, contender strike. Oh my goodness! This feels like old news now. So this this is how we balance things out on the show. We we do like like raw, hot off the press, literally within the last twelve hours, just dropped. You know, babe, wake up! New Halo report just dropped. Kind of news, right? And now we balance it out by doing something that feels like it's nearly a week old. I don't know if it's a week old, but it's uh, it's a reasonable way behind. I should really get the sources for this. Um. I'm going to look up, damn, where is it? I needed to prepare this earlier. So essentially what happened was, I want to find the source and read off that. I might as well do a, I might as well do a um, rough recounting of the situation since uh, I'm still looking for the thread, which is to say that we had a match in Contenders Europe for A-Size recently, and there was an admin ruling that kind of went awry. Uh, so, so the two teams. Here we go. I'll grab the Path of Pro statement, which I just found now. Uh, there's an ex Oblivion statement as well, and essentially, just gonna make sure I have the exact. So, Munich Esports and O1 Esports were playing a match that they believed was a best of seven game, a first to four game. They were told the day prior by admins, they had specifically gotten confirmation from the admin team that it was going to be a best of seven game, a first to four game, and thus in a first to four slash BO7 format, you apply your strategies in a specific way, knowing that you have essentially seven maps to play through. Mm-hmm. So the preparation for a, a full BO7 is different to the preparation to a BO5. Um, and what ends up happening in the specific match, I think this was in the upper bracket, was that partway through the series, I believe the scoreline was 3-2, and two, so Munich had 3, had already had a 3-0. O1 started to make a comeback. They were looking to potentially reverse sweep. They got two maps, so the match score now is 3-2. and two. Mm-hmm. Before the map 6 starts, the game is ended. It just ends. Yeah. And the report, the reasoning was that the admins had reread the rules or they had kind of 
Um, they were made aware of some sort of, you know, I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say rule change. It wasn't rule change. Supposedly, what it was is they misread the rules, and they thought it was a best of seven, but in fact, it was actually meant to be a best of five. So, written down in the official ruling was meant to be a best of five. Right. Um, according to them. Now we can talk about this in a second because I think Yiska will have a uh, an additional bit of uh, information on that. Mm-hmm. But. To their knowledge, to the admin knowledge, it was meant to be a best of five. Mm-hmm. So they, under the under the impression, under the under the conclusion that they were that they made at the time that in fact the game was meant to be a best of five, they ruled that the game should just be made over. Ended. Ends in a three and two. I don't even know actually if O one gets the two maps. I think they might have just ended at three zero in yeah, terms of the official scoreline. Yeah. Official scoreline they end at as three zero, even though they played an extra two maps, and O one were. I think justifiably a little bit upset that sure a little bit might be an understatement upset that they played two maps for no reason mm-hmm. right because you've played two maps you've shown strategy um it's also just a waste of time between both teams sure and um your prep for the day for both teams to be honest with you is kind of failed a bit because you thought it was going to be seven maps you thought it was going to be a bo7 and so they then ended up playing their next game versus ex oblivion which I say play, they didn't end up playing. Both teams went on strike. Contenders Europe generally overall went on strike. Uh, and what that means is they refused to play the match. And um, I one felt like they were done a disservice there, which I think was is, is reasonably true. Mm-hmm. And so they just refused to play the next match. And the entire broadcast stalled out, ended, and went on to like a waiting screen for like over an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, while they tried to sort it behind the scenes. And at first the admins were very resistant to to change anything and eventually long story short just to sort of cap this up so we can talk about it is uh overnight they came to a definitive conclusion that they will play out the series as it were as if it were a first four series the best of seven so munich and o1 were then going to play the remainder of their series that did not get played so they they start again at the three and two scoreline and just continue from the three and two that they stopped that and continue the series. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the contenders would continue from there as normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's essentially what ended up happening. And then they played the, they did play the series. Oh, one lost anyway, dropped down the lower bracket. The rest continues. But yeah, there was a whole lot of load of stuff coming out from that. Yep. Right. Now, I think additional information that's that's important is like the players did ask specifically the admins whether or not it was a best of seven, and they were told Correct. that it is a best of seven. And on several pages, such as, um, I forget what the tournament host website is called. Is it Gamefly? Um, it's, it's called, oh, sorry, the tournament. Where, the, you, where you, you register and. Battlefy. 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 Um, yeah. There, it, it was said best of seven and stuff like that. So I think what might have also happened is the the admin looking at Battlefy and like seeing it's best of sure. seven and saying, say, you know, whatever. Now, okay, here's here's you ready for my teacher like constructive feedback moment? The first mm-hmm. thing I gotta say is, if you believe that you made a mistake in applying the rules. It is pretty gutsy to come out after already two maps have concluded and say, sorry guys, we made a mistake. We got to stop the series here. This is actually a best of five. Yeah. 
in principle, this is actually an admirable thing. Of course, not that you don't catch that stuff in the moment, but like sure. that you have uh, the ability to like confess a mistake and say, okay, sorry, uh, is nice. And it's also nice that in the end they came around and saw the light, right? Mm -hmm. Now, okay. I mean, there are a couple of fails here. <laughs> Oh, just a few, just a just a smidge. For one, do you want to do you want to cover the fact that um you read the rules? Yeah, so you actually went over the rules. I I yeah, like the rules. Okay, so the as always, this is all very like convoluted. There are different versions of this, and like it, it, I'm still confused as to the like what the actual rule set is that was last communicated. Okay, it's also implicitly by the format you would assume it's best of seven, because like why would you make the winners final best of five, but then the losers brackets, but but under that best of seven and then best of five, it doesn't make much sense. Whatever, sure. I don't know what they thought. Um, so implicitly it's also a thing, right? Um, I think like it being different on. I think there was another source. I forget where it was. Oh, if it w was an older version of the rule set and they updated it or whatever. But it, it, long story short, there there were definitely different signals. And me as a manager of a contenders team should feel secure about asking admins yeah. about what actually is happening. And that should be considered. And it's actually impacting competitive integrity to not do so. And to not give way, I, like at some point, your r latest rulebook version arguably counts for less than the repeated rule stating on other platforms and you explicitly telling the teams that it's best of seven, right? Mm -hmm. At some point, you gotta like realize that you have overruled your own rule rule set. I think that's that's something that needs to be understood. And otherwise, like if no, like the there's no competitive harm being done um, if you don't do it as well, right? Like just like just never saying anything and saying like okay but best of seven okay now you're you're like not catch, catching up on your rules but if you have the additional knowledge that another admin said this it's on battlefy it's in one of the earlier versions whatever it is like th there's now overwhelming uh, and you might disagree with this now the here's here's the problem of course like you're saying this to players that's a fail you not recognizing immediately in the moments that this match is still going on and that they played two maps, which is like almost an hour that it yeah, took. Mm -hmm. That's a big fail. You being in like almost Streisand affecting your, it's not Streisand effect technically, but like this trended in you in the United States on Twitter yeah. is my understanding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <coughs> yeah. Like third or fourth or something. This is nuts. For right? a couple of hours. Like you're, <laughs> <laughs> you there was this. worries that NA was going on. Like NA's was NA contenders side A, if memory serves, was following this broadcast like hours later, and there was concerns that like people would play. 
Yeah. So, like the the snowball effect of that decision, mm-hmm. um, I think you didn't do yourself any favors with the call. That, like, did you s- listen to the to the? No, I didn't. I did. I did. I, did. I think the yeah the call being leaked as well, purposely being leaked. Uh, it's such a difficult. Okay, this is where this is where I have to be objective and, and speak to both sides a little bit. Cause mm-hmm. I, I don't, sure. I'm not just going to come out here and just like slam contenders or the admins, even though I think that's what people want. They just they want to dogpile a little bit here. Um, to to speak a little bit more objectively, as you said as well, it's if you're an admin of this tournament, you're you're caught between a rock and a hard place here. Sure, because on one hand, by what is written in the rule book or what is by, by what you have what you have looked at in the rules um and what you're supposed to do it is meant to be a bo5 game right mm-hmm. it's meant to be best of five and you fucked up because we, we when i say you here i mean like the the entire admin team because they have yes. to operate as singular group here somebody in the admin team at all uh, tell told the teams it was going to be a best of seven. So now you've you've basically done two different things here. You said it was a best of seven. It's actually a best of five. What are you meant to do? If you play out the best of seven, you've gone against the rules as written yeah. in the book, which is meant to be best of five. If you play the best of five, you've effectively lied to the teams. Yes, there's no winning now. You, it's a it's a monstrous fuck up. No matter which no matter which way you go, you fucked mm-hmm. up. Now, I think the protocol. Or it seems like the protocol for the admins is to follow the rules to the T because that is I don't know if I would say that's what is being taught but that is like that is the general standard in terms of policy and I want to bring something else up as well because it's almost a little bit um, it's kind of crazy but almost a year ago to the mm-hmm. day maybe a couple weeks off there was a whole noble Ardor situation yep. which was another contenders admin ruling fuck up that made some headlines and people got notably upset about it. and then contenders have to come out with an apology blah 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 to make a long story short it was the whole disconnect and using your you know your pause time kind of situation it was a 5v6 situation right um i can't remember the exact can't believe i can't remember the exact um thing that went down but one of the teams between ardo and noble had applied disc- i think it was seeker seeker on noble maybe disconnected and they noble used up their entire 10 minutes of pause time to try and get seeker back in he couldn't reconnect but then ardor uh they went ahead and said that they would like to also use their 10 minute 10 minute pause time to help seeker get back in mm-hmm. to effectively make minutes right and which is very you know selfless of ardor to do that they're sacrificing their own pause yeah. time to help the opposite team the the enemy team here um, but the admin team for this was contenders NA last year uh, did not allow that and forced the match to be played as the five v six, and that upset a lot of people. That upset the teams involved, and then contenders had to issue an apology that says, you know, while the rule book was followed, we recognize this is the exact statement. While the rule book was followed, we recognize that it negatively impacted the results of the map, and apologize to the players and all contenders fans. We will work on the rules to create better escalation paths for situations such as this and maintain the high level of competitive integrity you have all come to expect from Overwatch contenders. Ironically, a year later, <laughs> the rulebook was followed again, but it created another shit situation. Yeah. And 
this is where, you know, yes, the blame is on the admin team. 100% the blame is on the admin team. Mm -hmm. But both last year's situation and now this year's situation is that admins, okay, more specifically this year, they made a critical mistake. Last year was more like, no, we're just going to follow the rules no matter what as written. They're just going to follow it to the letter of the law and that's it. Um, and it and it caused some issues, and you know, this time around, it's just like this time around. I think this year's situation is a little bit is way worse because there's no, there's just nothing. There's nothing you can defend it with. At least last year, you can be like, well, admins just did their job, whatever. This year, it's like, yeah, they did their job, but they also then, if they did their job, they also lied to the teams, which means they didn't yes. do their job. It's just it's just completely fucked. Yeah, uh, I agree. I I think that. Um a lot of the blame is 100% on the admins. Um, it was frustrating to also be reminded of the Ardor Noble situation because, um, again, if you look at that second paragraph, you know, there seemed to have been work put in to ensure that this doesn't necessarily happen again. And that's where I really both point my finger towards contenders leadership but also understand with you know what's all gone on in how that power structure has changed um i understand how there could be growing pains with you know new people coming in and, and taking this um under their wing let's say um i i don't think it ever should get to a point where players as much as i am you know very proud of them and and you know happy to see them collectively you know, fighting for what I think most people would believe is, is the right course of action that, you know, the match should just be replayed. You all fucked up. Let's just move on with things instead of, you know, planting our feet. Um, I, I feel like the uh, some some players had some some very pointed screenshots from some of the uh, the logs between them and the admins about how they were, you know, again, rightfully rating the rules that if you're not going to play, you will you could be facing a disqualification and then you could have your prize money pulled. And like, that's fair, but I don't know that's the right course of action um, with dealing with disgruntled, uh, a disgruntled community at that point. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's my big concern um is is that you know we can talk about formatting we can talk about prize money we can talk about support we can talk about content but when you don't have the people or maybe even the um the resources to have the right people in charge of just making sure the tournaments happen um within a like fair manner that's when i get concerned that's when i go okay yeah this is this is actually problematic. Like, yeah, if you don't like bracket resets, okay, fine. We can argue to the, we're blue in the face about how bracket That's resets not. are stupid or great or whatever. But when you don't have leadership, you don't have like proper communication when you don't have people, you know, referring to the rules or, or at least reading them in good faith. Um, that's when things get really scary. That's when things like this happen and you have, uh, an entire community on strike. And I think that's a great course of action on the player's behalf. And hopefully this, this stokes some flames on that, you know, sector, but yeah, hopefully this is a big wake up call, um, going into overwatch two and, uh, contenders B sides that this really, really can't happen again. Or you, again, like you've, well, you've seen this. It won't happen again because with, with, <laughs> It takes a fuck up to have 
an amendment in the rules or some sort of sure. redundancy to make sure, you know, there's an extra clause or there's an asterisk mm -hmm. on there that says, but but if blah 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 blah. Yes. For example, you know, the the whole ruling with uh with, with the time allocation for pauses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. I don't think we've had another problem with that. This yeah. is a separate fuck up that requires its own Agreed. It's kind of like those it's kind of those situations when you go to like kind of like a hazardous workplace yes and you see all the warnings you see all like the you know all the safety instructions you know that's all been that's, that's all there all because of situations like this it's been painstakingly created yes from it's been it's been it's been written in blood it's yes. essentially written in fucking blood because mm -hmm. people have either been injured or killed for those for those you know redundancies mm -hmm. who have been made to be like oh shit we, there was a major fuck up here, so now this has to be written to the rules. And so this is why this is probably never going to happen again. Because even if the the right. admin policy, and this is standard across esports, by the way, for people that don't follow other esports outside of Overwatch, it is standard in esports for admins to follow the rulings to the letter of the law. Otherwise, mm -hmm. what the fuck is the point in the rules? Sure, yeah. It requires an amendment in the rules to change things like this. So now, in future, if there's an admin fuck up that they basically give misinformation not even on purpose just accidentally give misinformation mis to say also yep. bo7 and then they play out the match they're gonna have to just play out the bo7 now yep right in future they're just gonna play it out we're not gonna have the situation again mm -hmm. that doesn't mean we can't have another situation like okay cool contenders next year 2023 july again it's, it's always july guys something just yeah. happens i don't know like Summer's another, curse, another contenders moment just happens maybe but it'll be a different situation it'll be a, it'll be a third completely separate situation mm -hmm. than the two we've had before now. Yeah, and and I agree. Unfortunately, that you know, growing pains like this, you don't you don't know how ridiculous it can get until it happens, and then you actually have to like, you know, pull rank and step in and have somebody like try to arbitrate and find the you know find gather all the details, find the right course of action, and then amend the rules. It sucks that this had to happen. Um, and I agree, this will probably never happen exactly the same way again. Yeah. Um, See, I'm a little... Yeah. I, Yuska, you got something else on, on your mind about the, it? The thing is, like, honestly, this happens a little too much in Overwatch. And it's not just contenders, right? Like, we have we ha just... Okay, it's it's not the same thing for sure. But, like, you know, the, the whole thing with the finals and having the wrong graphics on and whatnot and, like, creating rule ambiguity there. That... That, to be fair, was more of a broadcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, that didn't impact the teams. Right. So right. from a competitive integrity standpoint, the yeah, only thing yeah. negatively impacted was, well, I was a bit confused, but sure. whatever, I adjusted. And then the viewers might have been a bit confused, but they adjusted. Um, and then I don't the think anyone's thing, doing right? an Overwatch League strike because we didn't play push for Map 7. In fact, thank fuck we didn't get to play push for Map 7. I think that was a great call, yes. but yeah. that's besides the point. That did not affect, affect competitive integrity. At but, least. but like the mayhem thing, like it was uh, then located to have been a rule break. They still played out the entire map before they made the decision, right? Like mm -hmm. they got to be egregious. Yeah, they got to be quicker. Can they be quicker though? Because stop the play if you're if you don't if you're investigating. The problem is, but you can you. under I, what context? Stop the play because yeah. here's the problem. If the admins notice the problem, and then they stop the play, then cool. Mm -hmm. 
because yes, but then, then that kind of defeats the problem because of the admins notice and they can just make a ruling on the spot. Yes. The problem was let's talk about the mayhem situation briefly. The problem was it was it was coaches and players on other teams right. noticing and notifying admins. The issue there is you can't just stop play because now that shit can get abused anytime. And mm-hmm. I could just fucking sure. sure you could say that um, you know if you're abusing the system you could you should get penalized. But you could there there, there can be situations where uh you know benefit of the doubt or you know you you can have like you can have outs you can have excuses you can be you can, if you sure. wanted to be if, hypothetically speaking if you wanted to be malicious as a coach abusing the fact that you can just force any game to pause because something you could you can just be like i don't know throw out the yellow flag any fucking time mm-hmm. uh, and be like oh sorry i thought it was something my bad you know I, it's also abused. We can't just fucking pause the game yeah. every time a coach fucking throws a yellow flag. No, in no, no, it shouldn't be done based on what <sighs> coaches tell you. Yes, but we expect referees in sports yes! to make a moment's notice call. They should just know their rules and make the rules. They have to they, right then and like, there. Think, like transpose yourself to traditional sports just for a moment. Pick a traditional sport. I don't care which one it is. Imagine the hilarity. Not. Sure, take darts. Some professional darts player that's just sitting on the sidelines watching as a spectator goes, hey, hey, you can't do that. No, 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 you have to step back. They're not stepping back. And they they make a decision on that based on some fan's perspective. I, I mean, that... I'm sorry, that's ridiculous. That, that's so goofy. What, that is ridiculous, but I find it more ridiculous to go like, someone goes like, does like an illegal throw. I don't know what it would be. Yes. Like a like a machine assisted throw. Then they play <laughs> two matches of darts and they go, actually, you know the the machine assisted throw you did? That was kind of against the rules. We gotta replay yeah, the yeah, two yeah, yeah. rounds of darts. And you're like, wait, like, do you not know your rules, bro? Like <laughs> come on. It, it is actual comedy when it comes to like ruling. And I love Overwatch. Don't get me wrong, guys. I, I this is not like a sh- like I, a, guys, a I know Overwatch, I know it's funny as fuck. I know what needs to happen. Uh, the coaches that are very good at calling out the rules, they should be the new admins. Yeah, fine. Because <laughs> somehow they catch that shit straight and away. Somehow I think, they catch I think we've away. got a grade A fucking staff behind the scenes except, that could be great. Except, great refs. That's all I'm saying. I also want to say, no mayhem coach is ever allowed to be a ref. No. <laughs> but any co- coach from any now, other team can be a ref. Let me raise you this. You know. I think like some defense departments, you know, hire hackers to like break the rules to like show the, you know, holes in systems. Like, do you also then maybe apply that same logic to mayhem because they also know how to break the rules? Let's say you're there. Are they the hackers that they didn't, they didn't think they were breaking the rules. Their statement was, we thought this was legit. (laughs) (laughs) But they're, 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 they're so creative that like they're breaking rules that like people don't even realize. Let's say one more thing about Contender Strike before yeah. we move on, because we are going to move on. <laughs> sure. um, the last thing I want to mention about this, and this goes back into the more meta journalism discussion. I don't want to. I don't want to leave. I don't want to linger on this for too long because okay. mm. this is this is a whole can of worms on its own. But like, man, look, I get it. Like Dick Soto and then we'll report it. They're esports reporters. This is esports news. What the fuck is PC gamer and shit reporting on? These, it, these motherfuckers have never even yeah. looked at Overwatch. <laughs> what the hell is their problem with all this? Like, here's here's my issue yeah. with journalism in general. Is like this ends up being a pretty, I'll be straight about it, fairly inconsequential thing. Yeah. It was a problem. People spoke up about it. Great. I think they should speak up about it. Mm-hmm. And then it was fixed. It was fucking fixed. Right. We got a fairly. We got a. Well, 
you can't you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube so we're not going to go back in time and undo it but what the next best thing to do is just to play it out be fair yeah. and and allow it to happen like you can't like 100 percent fix it but you can do your best yeah. right you can try and glue that shit back up that's it. the next best thing to do so um there's two groups of things happening here there's there's the there's the the group of people that even after and this is i think the players are fine okay so i'm gonna give the players a free pass on this but this is a group of fans like even after the situation was forced they're still trying to like they're still trying to shove in the whole container strike thing it's like guys yeah. it's resolved yeah and then they're like i think korea and china should join in it's like what the fuck are you saying it's fucking resolved please yeah. sit back down all right Get off Twitter for a couple minutes. That's Jesus thing, Christ. Yo. That's, that's yeah. unfortunately where the gold rush starts because if you're trending on Twitter, someone's writing something oh, about you, dude. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. You gotta get those point, clicks, man. People are trying to like cause shit and stir just yes. for like just Engagement. more drama. Let's stir yes. more drama. It's resolved. Pipe and if, down, you, and if resolved. you are arguing in good faith on that front and like your in. point is collective bargaining, I think that's fine, but I think you need to have like... You need to be very careful with your wording. Like, if that's what you mean, also, then say that. People got to protest. You need you need an actual you need an actionable result you're looking for. You 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 need to actually have a demand, right? We are protesting, and there's a demand that we want met. If you were just protesting for the sake of protesting, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Because after like the thing is resolved and you're still going, like what what is the thing you were demanding? Like what would you yes. like to happen now? Because. <laughs> We we can't go back in time. There's no time mm. machine. Sorry, so that can't be that can't be a demand. So what else is left? Mm. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and 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 now and then there's the whole journalistic side. It's just like, why is PC Gamer reporting on this? Why are like these other outlets reporting? Like you've you've never talked about no. Overwatch, let alone Overwatch esports. What the fuck are you doing in here? It Excuse is kind of funny though. I mean, it's in the public interest if it's a Twitter trend, right? Like <laughs> it is funny. I do like yeah, this it's is just, it's just so weird. It's like what? Yeah, why, it's weird, why but it's people, like. It's a thing that got resolved very quickly, and 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 it keeps getting like a signal boost from all these outlets. Mm -hmm, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I understand. I understand that like bad news sells, and that's why I fucking hate. Sorry yeah. again to you guys. No, I'm really understood. sorry. I fucking hate journalism from this perspective. Yeah, yes, because they're just trying to capitalize on hate clicks. Yeah, it's like bad news sells. But We've <sighs> never covered Overwatch before. Let's fucking jump on this bandwagon, yeah. even though it's already been resolved. The algorithm Fuck already you, picked it for us. We might as well. The, the problem yeah. is, like, this is unfortunately the equivalent of, like, a a mother going through the shops, stealing some beans in order to feed her children. You know, like, it's like... <laughs> Woman arrested for despicable. stealing I legumes. I fucking hate journalism because it's so yeah. despicable. Yeah. It's like, it's such bottom feeded like scum behavior I yeah hate it. but but it once again we I'm, I'm judo moving into like the consumer sucks like that's what's getting clicked bro like it's unfortunately the case yeah but then you get some shitty consumer who they themselves don't consume overwatch they no. probably don't they yeah. don't play overwatch they don't follow overwatch esports yeah. they click on this things like oh, they play overwatch bad yeah. and then they move on it's like yeah fuck you it's like you're yeah. just you're just people just fucking drive by hating it's just like i know it's just fun to hate on blizzard overwatch yeah. right now but this it's just all dogpiling it's all this dogpiling that i can't fucking stand yeah and it's all like out of con it's all out of context dogpiling as well yeah. it's like what what new negative headline can we fucking throw out there for people to dogpile on yep. even if it's like inconsequential fixed within a day and everyone's moved on but you all the fucking normies out there are fucking like getting their kicks off it's like shut the fuck up
Move on. It's it also unfortunately feels like they are spinning the block on us and just wait for Overwatch to fuck up. Right? Like it's it's, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah. I'm not saying that like, you know, fuck ups like this don't deserve to have some spotlight shined yeah. on it and for it to be fixed and resolved and looked at. Joe's left. Um power i told him i told him journalism was bad and he's like yeah. fuck it i'm leaving um no his power went out yeah because he didn't play so the rules saying, because he's so a journalist. i'm not saying that i'm not saying people shouldn't shine a spotlight on it but what i am saying is the spotlight got fucking shined it got resolved yeah. and then the, the anybody else coming in after that you're literally just bandwagoning and, and, and dogpiling for no fucking reason once you've come in afterwards and try to like oh is the drama still going it's like no Go go back inside your house. I think my problem and, is more get off the internet. Like you can, it's it's in public interest. It's fair game. You just got to be more informed about it. And I think that was that some of the articles, unfortunately, like, and I I sympathize. There's some junior journalists that's told to write twelve articles a day, and they all have to meet th some threshold of clicks. And like they look at Twitter, and this is the thing they're writing about today, right? Like yeah, journalism. Journalism used to have journalism used to have integrity. Now it's all sensationalism. I love yeah, that. Yeah, but that was when uh, you guys still paid five bucks for a newspaper. You know, like it's true. That's true. Fuck consumers. It always comes back to fuck consumers, which I agree with. Um, <laughs> yep. The world we live in. Yeah. Yep. Take me out of this world. I I I love uh, how how we went. Like, if you think about like how we structured our topics today, it's like container yeah. strike is the past. And the Texas hard thing was today. And then, you know. We've done it in the wrong order. We should have done past, present, future. Yeah, and now what we're talking about... What we've done is present, past, future. Yeah, I mean, whatever. So let's get into the future. Joe's on his way back. I don't know how long he's going to take. Mm. Uh, he'll, he can catch up. Let's talk about some jokes. Oh, damn. Junker Queen and goats. Um, what, what's, the, what's the part to break down first? Do we want to dive into the goats part? That old chestnut, or do you want to dive into the junk? <laughs> junk Let's go dive into the goat spots first. Actually, that's more interesting. Right. Um. Damn, Joe needs to be here. Joe's he's slowly back. reconnecting back. back here. In. I'm here. I'm just. just got your camera back. I'm getting there. Good. We said goats um, three times, and he was summoned. He's some fucked up right. Beetlejuice. Goats, 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 and he's like goats demon. I'm behind. So now that we, so now, while this camera gets uh, turned back on, uh, good that you arrived because we're about to talk about something you got involved with recently. You wrote an article recently about like yeah. junker queen is goats back etc 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 and yeah. all it did was spark an entirely this is the funny thing is the entire discussion around your article was a bunch of people debating whether whether the term goat should even be used it's like forget about junker queen everyone's just like goats, goats? It's, like you, it's like it's like you summoned you summoned i don't know you said the word goats and everyone mm -hmm. just like tunnel visioned on that word and didn't care about anything else <laughs> because it is something that like people are just like scarred by and i say this in this p in the piece as well where it's just like it it communicates something i just don't know that we're all clear on what it communicates and most of it's negative i think people were so like scarred by 2019 and like the prevalence and rigidity of like having a set of like roughly six to maybe seven if you're like being real charitable heroes 
that were pretty much run on every map no matter the game mode and that yep. was just what we saw for like a good four or five months and like that, that I, I genuinely believe that scarred people so like when you see goats <laughs> is this goats it's, trauma i yes i genuinely believe in like a very soft way because i don't want to downplay like actual trauma right. but like that's i i do believe that's like how people are responding to like junker goats I, I looked I looked at this as I was writing it. I just Googled or I like searched Reddit for like Junker Queen. And like the first three posts are Junker Goats. Who's going to be good at Junker Goats? Oh my God, I hate Junker Goats already. And it's just like, what are we trying to say? And we don't even know if this is going to happen. Like, guys, please realize that we're not playing on this patch. And the patch that we will be playing on, she's nerfed quite heavily. And like other people have been buffed. She's heavily. not that. She's not nerfed enough. I we're sure. gonna we're, we're gonna talk we'll about the goat part yes. first and the jungle queen part later. Sure. I don't think she's been nerfed enough to to maybe really throw her off the throne currently. Um, mm -hmm. there's there's another there's a, the second part about all of this is the fact that super also weighed in to the conversation in a kind of hilarious way to be honest with with you. Um, where and I'll even. I'll even play this out for you because it's funny. Um, so give this a listen. This will, this will be a treat, an audio treat for your ears. I will apologize now if it's loud. It might be loud. I don't know. I'll turn down the volume just in case. Here, here we go. <laughs> Dude, see what I mean? This is what I'm talking about. I went to competitive Overwatch. Which owl team will dominate Junker Goats? Can we stop? Can we stop? Like, like, see what I mean? Like, like I, I'm done with it. Why is every fucking comp some iteration of Goats? Everyone is trying to recreate the peak of Overwatch. See, but that's they're not ready for that conversation. Because then when you ask them about goats, they're like, I hate goats. And then and then, and then they, they idolize it by naming every single comp after it. Why am I so mad about this? Because every not every comp is a goats iteration. You don't have not every comp needs to have a name. So yeah, that was oh, that. That's that's where I would disagree with Super. And just that I, last I, part. I see his I see his position. Here's here's yeah. my response to that. First of all, I do want to also say that um, obviously Super's quite popular. He's got a lot of viewers. He's got a lot of followers. Uh, a lot of people are just going to parrot what he says. Mm -hmm. I get that too. So, you know, all the uh, all the Super parrots will come out and be like, why is everything called goats? It's like, yeah, you're just copying what Super said. I understand. Mm -hmm. um, my position on this is that to me, ironically, goats is the strongest, most simplest descriptor of yes. what the goal of the composition is right in like the least amount of words <laughs> context i don't even personally call it i call it goats i will call it goats if i'm trying to explain it in a very easy way but yes if you've listened to any of my contenders broadcast so far this year i'm 99 sure that i've either never called the composition goats or if i have i've kind of done it in more of like a like i haven't done it during the game i haven't just default be like here it's junker goats again I've always defaulted to calling a Junker Queen composition. That's what I just call it. I just call it the JQ comp, the JQ healing comp, right? I've never like really defaulted to calling it goats. I might have mentioned it one or twice, once or twice, because fucking Pixie keeps bringing up fucking piece of shit. He keeps bringing it up. <laughs> so I mean, he keeps bringing up the goat goat scene. I'm like, that's where I'm like coming. It's like we don't need to, like we don't need to get into that. Like I'm trying to explain the comp as well. But I also I also get that. I also get that. Um, um, I also get that. Like. To me as well, like if I was to try and explain it easily, goats is is a very all-encompassing, yep. fast, snappy. If I say goats and you're an Overwatch fan, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if I say it's Junker Queen goats, you understand straight away what the goal of the composition is, 
how it functions. I haven't told you yeah. what. I haven't told you any heroes that gets played with it. You all you know is Junker Queen. And I said goats. And now you have a pretty good idea of what generally the comp is and its structure looks like. Yeah. Right. Very straightforward. That's why I think the whole goats thing is fine. It's not like it's not not it's not deeper than that. It's not that deep, guys. It's just an easy way to describe it. That's it. Here's the here's the disconnect. Some people refer to goats as an archetype, and some yes. people refer to goats as a composition. And the way we were introduced to goats leads towards like like makes that confusion possible. Because you know what goats is? Initial goats had Moira. Yep. And then we just moved the goalpost and said, well, now it's Anna. You know, like now it's Zen. Now it's Zen. Yeah. And then Suddenly, Sombra comes in, and now it's Sombra goats. Yeah. We fucked up there, bro. Like yeah. at the, yeah. at the latest, we fucked up where we still called it Sombra goats, right? Like, and then so it got worse. And then we had when we had <laughs> Wokes, Mystic, we had Element Oats. Mystic play it. No, 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 it got worse than that because Element Mystic played it, and now they played two DPS Doom and Sombra yeah. Sombra, and they call it Doom Sombra goats or something. Yeah. I'm like. Guys, it's not even three tanks no, and three nope. supports anymore. Like, no. come on, there's two DPS in there. So far away from it. Yeah. So, like, goats purists will, f f like, think of goats whatever is played in Overwatch League season two. I think that's where, uh, like, supers uh, comes from. This dude had to scrim this fucking composition with very mm -hmm. few iterations for hundreds of hours. I understand yeah. his stance. I also understand that there's some confusion because, like, we were pretty sloppy with that fucking word, man. Like, we're applying to th that shit to everything. And now yes. it has become a, a cons compositional ar archetype, which, to my understanding, is, like, a kind of different flavor of Brawl. Is that fair? Or is it kind a different of. flavor of Rush? The saddest thing about, I would say as, we, Rush, as we kind of, it's about, it's, it's, What's the difference between Rush and Brawl to you? Because that's, that's so interchangeable as well. Yeah. I can I can probably explain to you what my interpretation of that is, yeah, but no. I don't think that's the community yeah. interpretation. No. And I've tried to push, but unfortunately, um, not enough people give me credit for what I try to do here. So I, you know, I I can try and push what I think the differences are, but uh, mm -hmm. you know, people just don't give a fuck, so fuck them. Um <laughs> Yeah. It comes down to like I don't this is gonna sound really contradictory for me and this is on a this is like two concept con, con, completely contradicting things i'm about to say but putting together which is to say that i would describe the composition as goats but i would not call it goats does that make sense like i would i don't think i don't personally call it goats i just call it the junk queen comp but i still describe it like if i was to give you an impression of what it is i would still say it's like goats so I would say it's like goats, but I'm not <laughs> saying it is goats. Sure. Like, that's, that's, I, that's I think that's a good I'm way to. Make. Correct. I yeah. think like the naming convention is fine because you're also when this is a real meta subject, but like when you talk to people, you also have to make sure that they hear you. Right. I know that that's kind of like really stupid to say, but like I think it, this is like advice for everything all the time forever. If you can't speak to somebody kind of like where they're at, either like intellectually or emotionally, you're never going to actually communicate to them. What GOATS does as a naming convention is just, it gets across a lot of information in like one abbreviation. In four letters. Literally. One syllable, four letters. Yes. You know, you know, you know exactly you know. what he's talking about, right? So like there, I think it's fine. But I think like 
what I want to like hopefully drive for the future of this game is like getting growing away from that. So where like we can have different iterations and I think like and maybe like you and I are like very aligned on this as well, where there are like archetypical ideas about this game that like are just a better way to describe what we mean and packaging it in a really, really concise way. They just aren't like they aren't in the zeitgeist yet. Like the mm-hmm. idea of what brush is and what brawl is and what poke is and what dive is and like all of these different things. That's where we should be like hedging our bets. That's the like the core of the communication that we should be getting across, also, not like a specific idea. Joe tried to do a sensationalist title, so fuck him and fuck journalism. True. Um, the- <laughs> <laughs> you dirty fuck. Um, yeah. Listen, uh, nobody's nobody's clicking on. Welcome to my TED talk where we discuss the ethics of language and why you're all dumb. You're like, yeah, you have to make sure you talk to people in a way where they'll yeah. understand. I'm like, that's why I talk down to everyone like they're children, <laughs> because everyone has, everyone has children. You're like, you're right, yeah. Joe. I do have to talk to people the way they need to yeah. be, the, the way they'll understand, you know? Uh, mental capacity of five-year-olds is how I got to talk to people. Sure. Um, and if you and if you are more mature than that, you're like, oh, I shouldn't be talked down to. Blame the people that are below you. Blame because your peers. I have, we, you have to serve the lowest common denominator here. Unfortunately, the slowest the slowest person in humanity is the pace that we have to all follow. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's it's uh, hilarious that like Yiska and I came to like lateral conclusions about like some of the the way that I framed this. Yeah, because in here we talk about like I talk about how comparing the Junker Queen composition to goats is like like those conversations that everybody has with their friends where like some dumbass comes into like the discord call and just like guys listen I have a great I've I've had a unique idea yeah you all need to hear it okay what if every food is just a hot or cold liquid thoughts cereal is just soup I'm just I'm just saying I know hot take spicy boys you know like you've all had those conversations that's effectively what we're doing in the competitive overwatch community with goats it's ironic because when goats first came around as a title it was probably the worst descriptor of what it was because no one knew it's it's a great name because it didn't mean anything it's a great and awful name it's great because okay it's named after the team goats understandable but it tells you nothing Mm-hmm. about what the comp is, what it does, what it why does. it's called that. If you don't know yep. about the team goats, you have no fucking clue what it is. Whereas now, many, many years later, three, four yep. years later, we've done a 180 and now everyone knows what goats is and yep. calling things goats makes a lot of sense because, again, in one syllable and four letters, you're like, oh, I know what that is. Mm-hmm. So if I say Junker Queen Goats, you're like, yeah, I can, I can get a feeling for what that is. Yep. Um, to that point, I think... And I know that like only like two people are going to get this and one of them is on this podcast. Avril, you might as well, depending. On, I don't know. Um, I think the people or the like the esports community that has done that the best of like taking like a piece of jargon and like packaging it with a lot of context and a lot of nuance is weirdly enough. Wow. Esports. Like right. think of all of the like absolute like dumb shit names that have been made around arena compositions that just like don't make sense if you don't like. Yeah. If you don't have the context, but yeah. because you've played the game and because it's been so like inundated, yeah. it is effectively goats. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And I would say that was some of the creep going on. Definitely. Like there was cleave initially, like very early cleave was just two melees. And yes. then there was beast cleave, which was basically yeah. like now you had uh, an enhancement shaman, enhancement and, a shaman and, and a yep. beastmaster hunter. Right. And then there was spell cleave. 
where <laughs> like suddenly it was two casters that were cleaving. Yep. So cleave really meant like two of similar two of something. types where beast cleave yeah. was like because beasts were summoned by the enhancement shaman in terms of wolves as well as up shit. Yes. Like I yes, don't know yes. what the it, it was a little bit more coherent. I will say I was a big fan of like and that doesn't work in Overwatch as well, I, w- I would think. No, but like in what we did in, in, in WoW was Rogue Mage Priest became the abbreviation yeah. RMP, right? Mm-hmm. Or RMD. And everyone knew what this meant. You can't because, do that I shit. I mean, that was gr- those were great naming conventions. Wait, like, like, it was very specific. You knew exactly what was being run. It was great. What was the what the new meta? Can we form some interesting names out of that? I think like a naming convention. Like the problem is, it never becomes like an abbreviation that you could actually RMP is like yeah, no. short, snappy, only three players. It's great. That's fantastic. Now it's five RMP BD whatever it would be. Like that's <laughs> too long, right? I so think like, it, a lot of it's probably focused on the tanks, right? That probably. So are we talking about WoW Overwatch? I'm, I I got to keep up here. What's, it's, what's going it's on? It's more of like how we approach naming conventions, right? We're using right. WoW as like a vehicle to say like we By also way, had like, this problem like, in the past. You're like, oh yeah, you know, someone on this podcast will get it. Maybe you'll get it too, Avril. I'm like, fuck you, Joe. Of course I'm gonna get it. Then you're like, World of Warcraft. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna get this at all. Well, I, don't, actually, I, no, I, yeah. I was just no, shooting in the dark. I'm like, maybe. Yeah. I think. No, no, I you, don't you know. were right. I was I was upset, but then I heard World of Warcraft. I'm like, fuck, Joe's actually completely right. I have no idea. I don't play World of Warcraft. This is gonna fly right over my head. And it's also like one of those like small niche esports. That's just like if you're not like in it, you're I don't know. Yeah, you're probably not going to pay attention to it. So yeah. So yeah. Uh, let's talk about the actual yes. comp now because we got to discuss the fact that this is going about to enter Overwatch League. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. Um, I don't care if this is accurate. I'm just gonna say I'm. I'm currently the world world's most renowned public expert on junker queen goats there you go mm-hmm. um i said public because uh the private experts the teams that are screaming it every day mm-hmm. but uh they're not here to right now they're not here to speak right now so it's just going to be me um yeah the sad thing about this junker queen comp is that it has all of the markings of goats in the style of like you have to play this comp. It literally works everywhere. If you're not mm-hmm. playing this comp, you're probably just going to lose. Yep. And you, it, it's mega sustain. You know, no one fucking dies, and then everyone fucking dies. And then mm-hmm. you also have like super one sided fights, just like back in Goats, the real Goats, yep. where one person dies and then you get fucking team wiped, right? You know, it's got all of that. It's got all of that part of Goats, but none of the good shit. It's got none of the good things from real Goats. Such as, you know, the very specific exact timing of cooldown rotations, ultimate combos, all that kind of stuff. It's got none of that. It's got none of the very nice macro or the like the chess-like gameplay, right? Because original GOATs, it had its down points, it had its, it had its pros and its cons. It's got all the cons of old GOATs and none of the fucking pros, yeah. sadly. That's my biggest problem with the Junker Queen stuff. It's such a... It's got all of the... Ooga booga smork gameplay of Lucio <laughs> Moira yeah. with none of the complexity and strategy of the actual goats. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's also bit, why yeah. I hate the Lucio Moira gameplay because it's just Agreed. like I fucking I run at you, I turn off my brain, I turn off my monitor, and I just fucking press W and shift at you, yes. and then you know this is a, it's a demolition derby, and it's just fucking cars slamming into each other with no strategy. Yep, I'm be, I'm oversimplifying. Of course, when teams play, there is some strategy involved, mm-hmm. but like. Compared to like every other comp, compared to every other meta, it's just so brain dead. It's just such a 
uh, fr- frustratingly boring thing to look at. Yeah, we just it, came. It we just came like out of really a great meta. We came no, out of yes. a great meta, and now, now, now we're looking at this. Like what? And like, I, I'll be a little transparent on like the last meta when we entered it. It was, I, I said this pretty publicly in like our discord during some of the watch parties that it's it was difficult to kind of watch at first just because of how much impact the dps had and it was just kind of like fights were over very very quickly if like somebody was just hitting rails or if there was like a a flanking genji or a tracer just pulses your your main support and they just die or your flex support and they just die and it's just like all right well that's the fight like dang like that was really interesting um but it ended up like growing into something that's like very watchable and i think that also comes with like time when it comes to the broadcast team um, or the observer team well, well, everyone needed to learn the game because it's also exactly it, it goes hand in hand with overwatch yes. too like you have to learn the nuances of like 100 what is the strategy behind 5v5 this is why like the general normie player base is like, this game is just deathmatch because yeah. you don't understand the nuance of the strategy yet. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no, there's no like precedent in terms of how to play 5v5, especially at like the pub level. At the mm-hmm. pro level, there's definitely a precedent set now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 6v6 had fucking years, like five years worth of precedent in play. Of course, 6v6 is going to be cleaner because everyone, <laughs> you, have, you have like five years to learn how to play the game. And also, you're just standing there behind shields, so it's not it's not particularly yes. hard to do. And um, and that's what I want to like to circle back to like the like soft trauma around goats is I need people to understand that like this is not hide behind the shields, do nothing. Like there is more activity. There's more ways to like make plays. Yes, the activity is a little bit more focused into like very specific windows. But when you look at like the DPS that are still being run, it's a lot of Genji. It's a lot of Sojourn, maybe some Tracer in there every once in a while, depending on where you are. Maybe there's a Farah. Ooh, spicy. But like, you're still getting some level of individual way, performance. The Farah is only being run or one of the main reasons Farah is being run in contenders right now is because she's fucking bugged. Yes, yeah, she's actually, she, 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 for some reason, charges ultimates 30% faster than she should. There is an uh, existing bug in contenders right now that is live, that is being abused, that allows Fire to charge ultimate 30% faster. And even then, she's only, only barely, being, barely good enough being, to exist. Yeah. Only barely good enough to exist. So the, the, the reason why people aren't... Okay, sh- that, by the way, has been fixed in the, in the most recent live patch. Gotcha. The reason why people aren't screaming and complaining more about this bug is because even with this extremely powerful bug for Farah, she's still not OP. She's still only barely good enough yeah. to be played as a niche off-meta hero in this meta. That's how fucking strong Junker Queen Ghost is. Mm-hmm. It's so strong that a broken fire that would be fucking disgustingly good in any other meta is only barely existing here. Right? That's you have uh, contextually, that's how fucking good Junker Queen is. Yeah. Um so you mentioned, let's actually talk about the comp, because at this point, if you've never seen it, you're like, well, what are the actual heroes? You guys have talked for like half an hour about this thing. I don't even know what's mm. being played right now. <laughs> Junker Queen, obviously. Genji, Sojin, you brought that up already, Joe. Those are the key two main DPSs. Yep. And then your supports are Lucio Brig. I believe, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, someone can speak to this. I believe it's the second time only that we've had a double main support meta. The only other time we've seen a double main support meta was season one Overwatch League, Moth, Lucio yeah. Mercy. It was Moth meta Lucio Mercy. Since then, we've never seen another double <sighs> yeah, main support. Yeah, outside of that, it's the, pretty rare. 
It is. Oh, yeah, I can't. Weird. I can't think of another double main support meta. I can't. I can think of like very specific teams. Like I think Houston. Like, like, it, but there again, like it's not even worth talking about because it's off meta, like so though, much, right? Yeah, it's very much off. Because we're talking about meta. We're talking about like this is what you should be running, Correct. not like not yeah. like off meta, like some teams doing with some wacky thing. Yeah, and that's only to support um, your point where it's just like you have to reach into the obscure, the off so meta to, to support that. Yeah. Let me explain how this comp works, and we'll get Yes to jump in as well. Um, because I know he's an expert on Junker Queen. Um, <laughs> another German hero, love to see it. Um, why are we playing these heroes? Junker Queen. Okay, let me let me explain the Junker Queen. By the way, the main reason why she gets played, and I actually I actually said before Contender started playing, and when Junker Queen first got revealed, people asked me, "He's like, is this gonna be a good hero?" And I'm like, "No, nah, I don't think so. This is like a slightly better hog." But it's, the problem is, uh, she's still hog. She's just a she's just a a better hog, right? But hog is still hog. Um, but then she's getting played, and the reason she's getting played, and I had to talk to some teams, like, why the fuck is everyone playing Jungle Queen? Like, what's going on here? And the reason is because Commanding Shout is fucking insane. Commanding Shout is so good. Literally one ability. If you removed Commanding Shout, I guarantee you, Junker Queen doesn't get a single uh, ounce like of gameplay. No yeah. one would fucking even look at her. But mm. because Commanding Shout is so OP, everyone's like, all right, playing this comp. And it's it's doubly OP because it stacks with everything else Brig and Lucio do. So it's not even just a Junker Queen on its own. Once people discovered that running double main support Brig Lucio with Junker Queen's commanding shout was fucking crazy, yep. that is now the only thing you play because it just overpowers everything. The shout speed boost stacks with Lucio. Uh, speed boosting, for those that don't know, stacks to a maximum of 75%. So all speed boosting together... You can stack it up to a total of 75%. Uh, and Lucio and Shout together, I don't think reach 75, but you can get it pretty quick. Yeah. Um, obviously, major AoE healing. Brig is already very good with any hero that brawls. So, you know, mm -hmm. running Brig with Ryan back in the original Goats, running Brig with even Sigma that we see on some maps where you just want to, like, where, where, you know, it's hard to displace and get rid of the Sigma when the Brig is just there bodyguarding. She's just a great bodyguard that, like, is able to juggle aggro with your tank. Um, she's a very tanky support, and I've heard teams describe her, not even just this meta, but other metas, as like a pseudo-second tank sometimes, which I yeah. can respect as a very accurate description. Um, Lucio's speed boosting for getting in and out, you can... you Because the other problem with Junker Queen is she lacks strong mobility, and I know she has a shout, but that's not enough. If it was just a shout alone, I don't think mobility is enough. She does not gap close effectively, but with the Lucio speed boost as well, she now can effectively gap close. Better than that, she can now disengage as well. Because the other problem is not only can you not gap close properly, but you also have no escape options outside the ultimate. And you're not going to waste the ultimate. Yep. So if you get into a bad spot, you are like dead. But if you have a Lucio to bail you out, now you're talking. Now we're now we're now we're in a really good spot. Mm. Um, so those two supports with Junker Queen is crazy. And the reason why Sojin Genji gets played is Sojin's still very strong. On the contenders patch, she's not been nerfed yet. So the live patch nerfed her, so she might not get played anymore on on the live patch. But on the contenders patch, she's not been nerfed, so still very strong. And then um, also burst damage is, if you remember, one of the few ways you can get around the, the mass healing. So yep. no one dies when everyone's being mass healed. But what if you just rail headshot them, or suddenly someone dies? Yeah. Genji's just a great brawler, can survive on the front line with deflect. Has great mobility, vertical mobility as well. That can't relax a lot of vert vertical mobility. So having something that can play high ground is very strong. Uh, Blade is super fucking good. 
Um, Brig is a great healer for Genji. Still not that much CC to stop the Genji. So he does whatever he wants. And um, yeah, the Genjis are actually, I think, the biggest playmakers. Now, having casted a lot of Junker Queen sure. comps now, Genji players are humongous playmakers in those comps. So that's, mm. that's the gist of the rundown. Yeah, it's... And that's where I, I kind of postulated on, like, what makes up, like, the community perception around GOATs is, like, the sense of rigidity. And it's very clear when you look at NA, you look at EU, you look at Korea, and obviously China's you know, spinning up sometime soon. Um, everybody's playing it. <clears throat> Every single region is playing it. And, like, that's... It's subjective in terms of whether or not you think that's good, but what's objective is that when since GOATS, since 2019, I think it's been very clear that the overall Overwatch community, be it, you know, Overwatch League or competitive Overwatch or just like the average Overwatch fan, enjoys having fluidity in terms of which heroes are being played. If Variety? I can, Variety. Use the V-word? Word. Yes. The variety is a good thing for the fans. Um, I have my own opinions on that, but regardless. Yeah, unfortunately. It, it works. That That's what draws them in. They like to see teams do some crazy wacky shit, and like it works for them. So that's, you know, that is objective. I think that... I have a better like way it. to explain that. Okay. I, I think you just get a take, though. No, oh, like... I, I also have an explainer. A uh, 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 take on uh, like the variety generally being accepted. I think new heroes being overpowered to the point that people are like definitely playing it. I think you always, almost always, want your new hero to be in the meta, following it, it becoming live. I think from a from a you know attraction of viewers perspective. And from a uh, viewers, because if we buy into the fact that a, a bunch of people are, you know, looking at this in order to learn, like that's now your first source as well, right? Like so, um, mm. I think it was a little deflating actually when Sojourn wasn't wasn't in stage one for for a lot of people. So, um, yeah, I think I I I agree that it shouldn't be the case, and I agree that. We are fortunately also pretty slow usually to pick up on yeah. new overpowered stuff. But like, it took us a hard minute to adapt to Anna, if I recall yeah, correctly. Yeah. She needed to actually be buffed. So it's like, um, yeah, I, I think, I, yeah, I think, I think it's it's unfortunately as much as it speaks against my own self interest. I think it's a benefit if she was to be hard meta. Uh, I have a couple of thoughts on that. One is that it's extremely artificial to have like any sort of discussion around like, oh, but you know, with the new hero is going to be OP to get played. I think let's talk about Sojin first of all. Mm -hmm. Part of the reason why Sojin didn't get played is because Soldier seventy six was fucking busted. Sure, yeah, because busted much easier to use. For some reason, it didn't occur to anyone mm -hmm. that a DPS movement passive would fucking stack with the sprint, and now. This dude runs like Usain Bolt. Yeah. So uh, that didn't occur to anybody. That's number one. Number two is like, well, with less shields and soldiers doing 20 damage per shot, you can get a lot of damage and nothing was blocking that. No divas getting played. No shields exist. You just, he's just sitting there shooting for free. Right? These are the things that 
you have to consider. So soldier being soldier seventy six being busted shoved uh, Sojourn out of the meta. That's number one. I I think otherwise Sojourn probably would have gotten played. Um, no, I don't subscribe to like the new hero has to. But this isn't League of Legends where they're selling heroes, they're selling champions, and they want people to buy them. Uh, there's no issue with playing with people playing it. Like everyone's even if the new hero isn't particularly quote unquote strong OP. People are going to play them just out of novelty. I'm talking at the pub level, at the, no at the normal yeah, level where people are casually playing. You will always try the new hero out of novelty alone. Mm -hmm. They don't need to be strong. You will always try them. There's no issue there. Um, people wanting to see them is a different thing. Now, I think there is a strong subset of fans, and I have, I often see this takes, sends me off the rails of like. Yeah. Oh, Overwatch League is all mirror comps. They they don't they don't have any variety. And sometimes, look, when we're talking about goats, you're right. Mm -hmm. But if you watch more than thirty seconds of the Overwatch League, and there's another fucking stupid post that I saw that was just like, I watched thirty seconds of Overwatch League and it was boring. I'm like motherfucker, you literally just admitted you only watched thirty seconds. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you've like you've just discredited yourself and your own title. Please, yeah. it's like you have no self awareness. Fuck me, some I just can't stand it. Um. <laughs> I know nothing about the subject, but here's my two cents. Thank you for that. Um, what was I saying? So yeah, it's like you don't. There, there definitely is a subset that like they want variety for the sake of variety. But I'm going to argue the opposite end. I also want variety, but I want variety for the depth of strategy. Because to me, variety isn't like oh, I just want to see my favorite waifu being represented on broadcast. Mm -hmm. I just want, I just want my waifu hero being played because. I like to have a wank on. I like to have a wank while watching. A, I like sure. to think it's R thirty four. I've watched. I'm just mentally masturbating because of uwu character. I like right mm -hmm. some disgusting crap like that. Um, that's not what it's about. It's about we look at last meta, very diverse strategy, a lot of viable compositions. I like it when the game is fluid in a way where map choices matter because map choices indicate what compositions are going to get played and you have strengths and weaknesses as a team. I spent a, a lot of time on broadcasts on that grand finals talking about map drafting strategy, why it fucking matters because the different teams between Shock and Gladiators, they have different strengths depending on what map you go to, mm -hmm. right? That's why, that's why I spent a lot of time talking about it. And, and, and that all matters when you have different comps being played, you're, you know, you're, you're playing Reiner, you want to be playing Winston, you want to be playing Doom, you want to stay away from the Sigma maps, because that's that's Kaluja's good shit, you don't want to be going into that. You know, the, the, this is the layers of strategy being involved, because different, like, Circuit Royale, I think is a great map in the previous meta, because it really forced you to adapt to different strategies and play different things, and it forced certain plays with niche picks and, like, niche strengths to come out and have their, their time of day. Mm -hmm. Right, if you're a great sniping player, that's your map. That's that's you're gonna go you're gonna go to town there, and that, I think that's healthy for the game. Yep. The problem with the Junker Queen is currently the comp around her, this Junker Goats comp around her, is so strong that even on fucking Circuit Royale, yeah. teams just playing a fucking Junker Queen mirror. I swear to God. Mm -hmm. And teams that I've seen try and play Sigma are just getting run over. They are just getting sprinted at full speed and just. They're being bent over. They have to bite the fucking pillow. They can't do shit. The Junker Queen just just takes yep. them to town. It's like holy crap. This Junker Queen shit is so broken that like even on circuit, no one's playing Watermaker. You can't even. You don't even play Watermaker. Too slow. Yep. What are you What are you doing? Trying to snipe the other team while this Watermaker is while this Junker Queen's already down your throat. Like come on, that's, you can't do anything. 
Yeah. She's just in your face, just killing your whole team, and you and you're there trying to snipe. No, too slow. So it's 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 deleted every other strategy from the game because this one strategy is so overwhelming. That's my mm-hmm. problem. And without like circling too far back, I did write a piece about why I thought like this was going to be problematic and like why Junker Queen was either going to like enforce rigid metagames or just be fucking completely useless. And a lot of it came down to commanding shout a lot of like the utility it provided with the speed and like the extra health. And yes, the live patch does. I don't know how to feel about it. I I know that Avril has like some thoughts on it and like I I don't know like it's it's tough to say we'll have to see what happens but yeah as it stands right now I think it is unhealthy for the game to have something so busted that it is just like completely creating like rigid atmospheres Um, but I do side a little bit with Yiska that I think like new heroes just for the sake of (laughs) and I hate saying this but like publicity like that's having fault. that's so fake man i know it is i know it is it is it is um like having things slightly pushed and when i when i say pushed i mean from like the card game jargon like you're you're creating things just slightly better and yes this is power creep effectively um than they once were just like a patch no, i don't buy this i don't buy player. this I don't buy this, and the reason I don't buy it is because mm-hmm. if you do your job properly, if you're if you're designing the scare properly, here's the solution. It's balanced in a way that it fits into the meta such that you are not yes. forcing this hero to be Correct. meta. She just is she just finds and, a way. And exists exists among everything else. It's interwoven perfectly. And what you get is like, oh, on this map we can run a Junker Queen comp, we can mm-hmm. try this and be, you know, be creative with that. And she just fits in the meta rather than being ham fisted in. This whole ham fisting I have a problem with. I, I, I agree. I don't, I don't think, think it's great, but I think it's unfortunately I, the reality. I don't think that's what's happening. I don't think Blizzard are doing that on purpose. I don't think Blizzard are coming out with heroes and be like, let's make this shit OP. I, I truly don't. Maybe I'm, Am I naive for thinking that? Possibly. I mean, there's a lot more evidence to suggest that they are making shit OP. I mean, we got Brig, we have Sigma, all came out OP as fuck. I think sure, Echo yeah. was... Yeah, so, I don't know if very. she was really... Oh, I don't know if she was super OP. She did get nerfed eventually, but I don't think she was like, I don't think people were saying like, oh my God, this is crazy right from the get-go, um, even though she was good. But then again, yeah. you get heroes like Anna and Orisa and Sombra mm-hmm. that took a while, man. Like these heroes yes. were not just like um, instantly meta. I, I, Moira as well. I don't think she was like instantly like, oh man, you got to play Moira. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's just why I'm like, I don't subscribe to this as being a habit. I think sometimes they have unintentionally fucked up and made heroes like Brig and Sigma way too good on release. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's their goal. I don't think they sit around in the boardroom or the or the fucking brainstorm room and they go, what's the next hero? Okay, cool. Increase all their stats by 30%. That's, yeah. that's not a conversation <laughs> that happens. Yes, no. I And that's where like I, I'll be very specific. I don't know that this is a habit. I don't know that this is an active thought. But it, just in terms of a concept people are going to be a little bit more attracted to viewing some new novel experiences. And like, that's a, like the way that we do that is through hero releases. And they can view that in a healthy way where the hero doesn't just overtake the entire meta. Correct. And normally the hero just fits into a normal meta. Yes. Normally I would agree with that the way the, like the package that they've given us with Junker queen, I believe makes that very difficult to do. Either she's going to be busted or she's they, going to be useless. They, they didn't, <sighs> It's probably a little bit hindsight 2020 to say, oh, they should have just known that commanding shout would, would be overpowered. It's it's literally one ability. I know, the rest yeah. of the, the thing is, the rest of the kit is pretty balanced and very 
Agreed, yeah. Fine. Fine. They just overlooked one ability because yep. essentially Junker Queen has rally on a cooldown. Yep. Which in hindsight, you should be like, well, obviously that's broken, right? <laughs> that seems a little but good. For some reason, I don't know, man. Like 500 HP Brig wasn't broken either, apparently. Yeah. Um, right. or how about like Sigma with shields that you can put in and out from no cooldowns? And how much yeah. how much HP was a shield again? Something ridiculous. Brig, yeah. Um something Absurd. stupidly high. But that that sometimes it just gets past I don't know. I don't know, but uh, so now we get the conversation of okay, she's what a nerfed. What is the nerf you say? Uh, rampage radius is reduced by one meter from six to five, I believe. So still That's ten meters in diameter. Now just a five. It's ten meter in diameter instead of twelve. Sure. Um, what else? Yeah, the the shout and obviously the decays. It, its range has been reduced by I think five meters from twenty to fifteen. Yeah, and then it's got a decay. Uh, so now the 100 HP is, the decay, decay is only for the team. The yeah. 100 team HP you give decays over five seconds. So 20 HP per second, but it got buffed from four to five seconds. So you lose 20 HP per second, but it goes for five seconds now. Yeah. So, um, well, I don't know. from what I've been told, this change will do nothing. From what I gather from teams that are scrimming her, yeah, she's still Junker Queen. She still does her shit. Mm. And it makes the shout a little less good, but not enough that she's going to get shoved out. From what I've been told, from what I can hear, yeah, I concerning. It is concerning because I, I think where we all agree is that like we don't need rigid metagames. We've seen that in the past. We've seen what that does to the viewership. We've seen what that does to like interest in the game, and people get tired of it very, very quickly. Um, I think what I'd like to see happen, and I and I really don't know that this will, um, because this has to be like a very agile balance team, is like not removing her, but like tuning tuning her back even further. Um, almost in the way that like Sojourn was, right? We heard some stirrings, and, and maybe Avril, you can speak to this as well. You know, in the preseason that Sojourn was like nuts. Like she was doing crazy damage, she was popping heads, like it was it was bad. So they tuned her back. We didn't see her due to X or Y reason or a little bit of column A, column B. Obviously, well, it was 76, like you said. No one realized 76 was busted. Agreed. Yes. In alpha, people didn't know that 76 was crazy. Fair. That's another reason. So it's like, I, I would much rather bring her back slowly into the fold with like a little bit more time instead of just like having the community like be force fed this meta that could be very stagnant for the next month month and a half like that's a little dangerous for me um because I, again like you're already seeing community perception be very very negative around this you know they throw around the goats Is word it? and i would say some so. people I think, some people are like yeah i wouldn't mind seeing a full stage jungle queen. i'm like you don't know what you signed up for yes you yes have no fucking clue what you're about to sign up for. <laughs> i think that's you that's don't want that smoke you you don't you think you do want this <laughs> but you don't you don't yeah, I'm, no. I'm gonna do a little J. Allen Brack here. You don't <laughs> fucking want this. Trust me. It's. I think there are some people who do. Um, not too dissimilar to like some of the you know goat supporters back in the day. I do think there is like a a beauty oh, to goats. Pros, I know. I know. I know. It's strategy. Right. This shit doesn't. It's like even if you like goats, yes. all the good things about goats are not here. I you still only think get there's the negative things about goats here. There's always no getting. Winning. 
there'll there'll always be some sick fuck who just like enjoys like the most random bits of like media and like they'll like that and that's fine like i i'm i'm glad that like one percent of the population gets to be catered to but unfortunately that is not successful probably if you drew a venn diagram between people that want to see this and people that own body pillows probably a lot of overlap probably sure sure like it's it's not great i think for the most part um rigidity is bad it's the modes in which you play this comp also are like very boring where like you're just kind of like waiting around for like things to happen and then they happen like really quickly all at once and then it just kind of like dies again and it's just uh, yeah it's not good it's not a great viewing experience there's you some hype moments but that's, die. yeah and then, oh, there's a 100 HP commanding shout rally on a cooldown. Their life just yeah. got saved. Oh, well. Yeah. And then and then a fight kicks off because somebody will eventually find a railgun headshot. Yes. Eventually. And then you know yeah. what else happens? It becomes a 5-0 fight where, like, the team that loses one player's 4v5 get yeah. completely team wiped and cannot do a fucking damn thing about it unless they have ultimates. Because the comp then, is like so, so, such oh, a well-oiled way, machine that once you take a cog out, it the whole thing falls apart. I fights can sometimes go so quick. As much as I say, like here's here's the contradiction I'm about to have. It, well, the fights are equally slow and fast at the same time. When I say sure. they're equally slow and fast, what I mean is when they're slow, they are fucking Painfully slow. They drag slow. on. Yeah. But when they are fast, it's like oh, it's over. Like yeah. wait, what happened? It's just done. And in the in the in the instances where it's fast, it is so quick that you can watch a control map, and it's like sixty plus percent on the control cap. Nobody has an ultimate yet. Not a single soul has an ultimate, and we're over halfway to finishing the map. Excuse me, because all you're doing, like, you also have to like for for people who don't like kind of see the through line here. Jugger Queen doesn't have a shield, so like you have to play corners like it's your fucking job. And then the only other like outs you have in the neutral game are like the jagged knife hitting a rail. Maybe if you're really cracked, sneaking your Genji around and like getting an assassination. But the neutral state of these team fights are just like sit around and like volleyball like skills back and forth and like hope you hit something. And then you do and then you win. That's it. That's actually not a bad description. You're playing tennis and you're just kind of doing volleys back yeah. and forth until it's- somebody hits a shot that'll, that'll get a point. <laughs> It's it's slightly better than goats because goats like for again for the general audience like there was no DPS nobody was aiming it was just like it was very chess like it was very MOBA esque and like that's gonna speak to some people like you said like there is some pros to it and it's beautiful but like no, ironically yes and no ironically though mm-hmm. dive is closer to MOBA this is a people going yes. what how, yes. how, how was dive closer to MOBA let me explain hear hear me the fuck out. Because in Dive, you actually have to do setups. You actually have yes. to have map control. In a MOBA, if you actually know what a MOBA is, you have to do map control. You have to take map positioning. You have to do fucking warding. You have to play. You have to you have to set up around objectives and do all of that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. In Dive, you have to do, you have to play the game at that level of strategic depth, where people running around the map doing things. In your gold games, they're fucking around doing nothing. At the pro level, in the Overwatch League, they are doing setups. They're scouting. They're getting information. Yes. They're setting for dives. They go for flanks. They're doing things actively on the map that are very strategic and that's more like a MOBA than just five people fucking ra- running at each other because in a real MOBA it's not ARAM we're not, we're not doing 5v5 on Howling Abyss fellas mm. we're doing summoning summoners rift here where it's a big ass map and five people doing things around the map playing for objectives setting up yes. warding information scouting flanking all this kind of shit that's how a MOBA actually works mm-hmm. by the way 
and you're tra- like you're, you're baiting resources, you're trading resources here and there. Unfortunately, when when we have like very rush mirrors or like even just like rigid like mirror matchups, um, those those trades are a little bit more apparent, but they're a lot less interesting, right? Like, oh, you got out like all of the brig packs before like the team fight started. Oh, okay, you just win. Now Genji gets to run around uncontested and like gets to bully the enemy. Genji gets to take over the entire map, and then you kill somebody and you win. Like it, it gets a lot less interesting when there isn't like a an interesting dichotomy of like, oh, okay, like I see like where like the lamp comes in for the Baptiste or like, oh, okay, like Moira is coming in to like try to mitigate the the dragon blade and like there's there's a little bit more thought there. But when things are like super super rigid, it's very obvious what what is happening, like- but it's not interesting. Okay, I wonder if you have any, any thoughts on this, but I, I will say one one other thing about this the, to give a really strong example mm-hmm. of how of why the depth of strategy is so low, especially compared to a thing like goats. Even though we all, we're saying the word goats, I'm I'm <sighs> saying that the pros of goats, which is the depth of strategy and the counterplay yes. and all the cooldown yes. timings, don't exist in jungle goats because you literally have strategies right now. And this is being played from top down. I cast mm-hmm. both contenders Korea and Australia, so I'm seeing the best and I don't want to say worse, but some of the lower teams in the contender system, sure. the literal best teams in the contender system and, and some of the more middling lower ones, all doing the same shit, which is sometimes, more than sometimes, oftentimes, you are double overlapping both your support ultimates just to run at the other team. Not to counter yeah. anything. Nope. Just engage. You're, you're saying like, oh, don't you hold sound barrier to counter rampage or blade? I'm like, sometimes, if they line up, but a lot of times, I literally see, again, yep. this is from the top to yeah. the bottom, the best contenders Korean teams to the bottom of the contenders Australian teams, literally the highest and the lowest here, all doing the same thing. You use your sound barrier and your rally at the same fucking time. You don't mm. counter shit. You don't counter anything. You don't even think about what the other team's doing. You use both your support ultimates and you just press W. Yeah. You run at the other team double support ultimates commanding shot about a thousand fucking green hp running at the other team no counterplay no, no countering ultimates no. fuck the blade fuck the rampage we're double support ultimating in just to run at the other team demolition derby style that's what i'm talking about yeah okay the, the actual no, counterplay no there is to run away just run Yes. No, the actual counter, it's its either run, it's a fight or flight, the counter players, yep. we are going to run backwards, or we are also going to double support ultimates and run at you. Demolition and, Derby but style. That's what I'm saying, it's just so monster truck, Whatever yes. monster truck has more armoring on it gets to fucking win. Wow. Who, who fractionally had more rallied uptime and, and across the entire team, you know, effectively wins. It's just not interesting. I, I hate to say this because, like, there there is, like, a very succinct understand it's easy to understand when teams are just playing the same thing and like there are some little intricacies and i think like to circle back to the the moira or zenyatta goats discussion i feel like zenyatta was like a anti-goats adaptation to the goats meta for goats weirdly enough um was was it i think so. you you just you discord the rhine and then you trance the bullshit on the other side yes, you, yes. you save transfer counters people actually saved ultimates to counter each other in goats mm-hmm barely see that shit happening in junker goats yeah. currently because you're also you can't like we know that proactive overwatch is good overwatch and yeah. i don't think that's really changed in overwatch too and the way that junker queen set up is she doesn't really take space all that great but unfortunately the two supports that oh. are great with her <laughs> try to alleviate that by just like jamming resources into her face hey. 
She takes space pretty fucking good, and she got a thousand green HP running at you full yes. speed. Mach and, ten running at you with a thousand of green HP. And that's the issue because like she synergizes so well with that with commanding shout, and it's just like yeah, that ability just can't exist. By the it way, just can't. It's either gonna be think, dog shit or it's gonna be nuts. No, they can. You can balance that. Doesn't have to be dog shit. But what I'm gonna know. say is like people think I'm being hyperbolic. I'm not. This no, is watch not, the yeah. fucking games. Yes. I've casted like 50 of them by now. Watch yeah. the fucking games. I'm not being hyperbolic. This is legitimately what yes. is happening. Yes. I'm both not holding back, nor am I sensational. I'm not a journalist. I'm not sensationalizing this. This is legitimately <laughs> this is just what is truth. happening yeah. down to the fucking T. I promise you. Goodbye, Joe. Um... <laughs> no, but I think like what you what you're just saying is like this low skill expression, and that's always unsatisfying. I think the less you you could argue, like I don't know, it feels like what would you rather watch, like two armies running into each other, you know, Braveheart style. It's just like one fucking pile of bodies. Or like, you know, a Matrix style choreographed, you know, like shootout. That's it it eventually just comes down to to those uh two situations. And it's also something to be said about length of team fights where like the less decisions you make, the less ex skill expression happens, the less entertaining it probably is. Um it also just feels like I, I think this is probably something that I would expect to happen is this is just a very good strategy right now. It's, so not just the composition, but the way how it's played like this mm -hmm. very like low rate of error or expected error. I guess you could say a uh, high skill floor um, yeah. is, yeah. is, just not satisfying and eventually i could even see like some sophistication in the comp we don't know if you would ever see that skill expression in that composition maybe like there's something cool to be done with cooldowns careful now that's getting too nuanced to the point where we once again like this is probably more thing. stupid than goats right like yeah I, there's not no skill expression because you can still when there's sojin and genji right. in play yeah. actually the the best part about this meta and I and be be aware I'm Stockholm syndrome as fuck when I say this because I'm having to just fucking watch this bullshit over and over and over. The one redeeming part about it is that Genji actually has a lot of skill expression, can do yes. some cool shit. And the Sojin can sometimes do that as well. But outside of the very rare moments where like someone gets a really awesome blade and does some cool stuff, it's just like fucking you know, it's trench for the, for the audio for the audio listeners, I'm I'm ramming my fists into each other nonstop. That's what it is. Yeah. Like ninety percent of the time, it's that. Ten percent of the time, it might be a Sojourn or Genji popping off. Yep. It's it's not a great watch. It's either meatballs clashing or it's trench warfare. Like, and the second somebody gets their head their helmet blown off, then everybody's rushing no man's land, and you've already you you know the fight's won. You know it's already over because there's really not much you can do. It's, it's especially it's, bad because. Joe, we, we just came out of a good meta. I know, that's what's so frustrating. Madness was so good. I know. Come on. What? I know. And that's that's where I'm like, okay, until we can figure out what to do with Junker Queen, I, this is going to sound heretical, just take her out. 
like stop that they're not going to take her i know i know they're not i know i'm speaking to like absolutely nobody i know it's heretical i know it's not going to happen but it's such a disappointment because you're right we did just get out of like a really colorful really high skill expression lots of schools of thought is this good is this bad where does this work where does that work like you said the map drafting it was it was brilliant it was so good i don't believe it's either like you know two freight trains or or fucking trench warfare because <laughs> we literally just got some of the best overwatch we've ever yeah. seen yeah. You're, you're, we're, we're accurately saying that in the mid-season madness tournament there's some of the greatest matches of overwatch ever yeah. being played Legit- and i truly believe i stand by that mm-hmm. here's a level of depth and nuance we just came from we, we were literally having debates about like all oh, on a very specific map on only yes. two points on this very one niche map can you run this can you run this one niche hero just to like get a 10% or 5% advantage of the other team. Mm-hmm. Is it is it good for is Shark to it? run a D.Va on yeah. only A and B of Eichenwalder just to get like a 5% advantage over the Winston, over over this this gladiators thing they're doing? Is mm-hmm. it, we're getting down to this level of granularity because that shit fucking matters. And we went from that to, no, play Jungle Queen everywhere. Yep. Right? We literally talked about, like, can you run an extremely niche hero like D.Va on just a tiny portion of one map only mm-hmm. as a level of skill expression to forget everything don't forget about even running anything outside of these five heroes. Yep. Only these five heroes will get played unless it's people trying to abuse the fire bug. Yep. And then in response to people abusing the fire bug, it's people playing Echo to try and counter the fire. That's the only time you see yes. other heroes come out. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I, I do think that... To play slightly devil's advocate, I do think eventually, given enough time, we could see the meta break much like we did with goats. I, I do believe that we we did see the, the beginnings of the cracks uh, of the goats meta. And without Rolock, I do believe we probably would have seen a lot of teams adopt that DPS heavy style and things would have balanced out a little bit. But with Rolock, obviously that, you know, hampered goats being played, obviously. Um, and I do think that could probably happen yep. now, given enough time. Unfortunately, we don't have that kind of time. We have one beta cycle until we get another big patch and perhaps a brand new hero that also could either make this comp even better or make their own busted comp. So it's we um, unfortunately just probably going to be very rigid if this if Junker Queen isn't like properly dealt with. This has been a really long episode so far, so we're going to start dialing it back now as we head out. Uh, I want to say one last thing about Junker Queen. I'll get your individual thoughts on that as well. Uh, which is to say that my personal take and belief is that I don't believe that you can realistically ever make a good composition around Junker Queen based on her intrinsic design. It's got nothing to do with Commanding Shout. Even if you deleted Commanding Shout, if you think theoretically, mm-hmm. what kind of composition would you need to build around the JQ to make her effective Shout or no Shout? And it always comes down to like either some high sustain comp yeah. or some like Lucio Moira Rush style. If it's not Lucio Brig, it's Lucio Moira Rush style. You, you can't play her in, a, in an effective dive in like a classic dive because classic dive has very slow moments where you are taking space and you do need to you know be able to eat damage you're making map control happen uh, there's no verticality and dive you need dive tanks right you can't just like have a have a ground base you can't just have a roadhog in a dive composition can you even a roadhog that can commanding shout run at you that's not fast enough yeah. um you can't play her in a poke comp because she you literally doesn't have a shield doesn't do doesn't do consistent range damage just loses so she can only exist 
in like this rush archetype, right? This like, I run at you as fast as I can yeah. and just fuck you with my axe archetype. That's literally the only place you can exist. And therefore, I don't believe there is a there's any good, like, strategical depth fun to watch. Unless you just love watching bullshit. To me, I hate it. There's no, like, good strategical depth yeah. fun composition to see her in. So my, my conclusion that I'm trying to make here, summary, is that if she exists in the meta at all, I don't think it's healthy personally because it means we're watching a bullshit comp if she exists we are watching a bullshit comp yeah uh i would agree i think like i think we're coming to like a similar um like point i think just in different ways i i put a lot more weight into the shot obviously you don't um but i would agree yeah like if she's in the meta with her current kit there's not a ton of ways. I think you put it really well. Like there's not a ton of ways to facilitate her without having like metas that are just like inherently rigid and just like not really all that fun to watch. Um, I think people enjoy rush in like sporadic doses, but when it's just the thing that you do, um, yeah, I don't know that people like really enjoy like the meatball mirrors and like people just running it down every single map. And that's where it it gets problematic. So yeah, I would agree. Yeah. It's, it's I, I like good. it as cheese. I like it as cheese sure, to yeah. bring out that one time to surprise your opponent. Sure. But if it's so strong that's the only thing that gets played, then that needs to fuck right off. Yes. It's and good. I I hope it's ag I hope they're agile and they, they fix this. Yep. German thoughts. German thoughts on... Uh, I, I I mean, yeah, there are definitely additional balance changes. I think from what I gather from the community, unfortunately, they enjoy themselves some... Look, Riot does it all the time. Why is, it, why is every second, at least every second champion, like, fucking busted up on... I have a counterpoint. Yeah? You say that, you say, like, oh, the, the champions are busted, and then it gets played in pro play. No, it doesn't. Because it can yeah, get no. banned in pro play. They have an yeah, actual drafting system. Tools. If some shit's actually uh, uh, broken, yeah, okay. the teams and players yeah. will decide not to play it. So that doesn't apply. I conceded. I, I revoke my uh, counter argument. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, that, that's of course like you, you definitely have some checks and balances in place in order to like mm -hmm. ca catch the biggest bullshit that you're throwing in there. Um, but yeah, I think it's also going forward, it's unfortunately. It's one of the life service game, you know, playbooks, I think, unfortunately. And that's that's where I, I wonder on behalf of Avril, I don't know that it, I, I don't know if it has to, and I don't know that it, well, okay, I think it has to to some degree, in some ways, it's, it's a good thing if you do this to a minor degree, um, but I don't even know if it's an active choice. I, I really don't. Um, and to your point around, and hopefully I'm not misquoting you, maybe there is uh, a large portion of the community that is excited to see Junker Queen, but I promise you that will change that novelty after will a, last week. a week. Yeah, because it's every map, all the time, every point, forever. We know this isn't what you want. I promise you. Like, this isn't, I, I know this sounds like j allen brack like telling people they don't want classic and it except, pulling more except, people than retail except now it's correct except yes, now it's it, accurate. this time i promise you like this this is not what you want we've seen this before and most of the community hated it 
That's why you call it goats, guys. I'm telling you that even on a very specific map like Circuit Royale, yeah. where you specifically previously needed to run shit like Widowmaker and Sigma, it, even on that map you are playing JQ Mirrors, there's a fucking problem. There's a major shit. fucking problem. I'm mm -hmm. telling you. And for the, for the one Andy that I know is already in the comments right now, I was like, yeah, but Avril, on Dorado, this one team played Winston. Cool. Exception to the rule. One yes. team experimented. 99.99999% of other teams don't do that shit. Don't talk to me about one time something yes. happened as if that's a standard. That's not the standard. That's an exception. Now, I will, I will come to your defense if we end up, you know, any, any like two weeks from now, YouTube frogs or audio frogs are going and looking at like the first couple of games of Summer Shoutout and be like, why are you guys so mad about Junker Queen? She's not even being played because the nerfs are so good. Like, that's fine. That's great. Awesome. I'm glad that like the horizon has the utopia for you. But like as it stands <laughs> right now and from what people with a lot more, you know, uh, sensitivity to the subject or, you know, um, closeness with or experience with the hero and they're already saying this isn't enough. Yeah, sure. it's it's probably enough to like maybe ring the alarm bells and say, you know, maybe there's some issue here. I'm if, of the opinion that maybe we can find some solutions, but like I I hear some of the concern for sure. If we actually get into summer showdown, and she doesn't get as played as much as I'm saying, and by and by the way, we are in a different patch of the summer showdown. Yes. I, what what I again I will repeat myself. What I'm hearing behind the scenes is that she's still getting played a lot, even on the current patch, the live patch. That's what I'm saying. That's where the concern is. If mm -hmm. if I had heard the opposite and be like, oh no, she's fucked. No one's playing her anymore. I'd be like, oh, there's no and, problem. Yeah, no there. problem. Yep. But I would love it if I was wrong and we weren't playing that much. If we even reduced her playtime by fifty percent, that'd be great. I'd be I'd be ecstatic. Yes. Summer showdown. I'd be the happiest incorrect person in the world. Yep. Believe me. And I will happily also block any motherfucker trying to come at me as well because you don't understand Janky context. Queen. I'm talking. I'm talk. I'm complaining about it from a state of what I'm yes. seeing contenders. Not on the live patch because I haven't seen any games in the live patch because I haven't fucking been any games in the live patch. Mm -hmm. It's just concerns about like what she could be when we get into the live game on Summer Showdown, and I hope it's not that, but I'm pretty damn certain it is. So, yeah, yeah, fingers okay. crossed. Fingers crossed. Next episode we're going to do power rankings. Uh, that episode might not come out until a few extra days after. So tune we'll in. Figure it out. And then um Usually looking do. for the best. I'm gonna try and get a few more updates on where people are taking Junker Queen in the Overwatch League. Uh I I have I, I think there is one savior. There is one saint, savior, angel sent from heaven that can save us from all this Junker Queen bullshit in the Overwatch League. And that person's name is Hardy. He can save us with the Rhine. Please, <laughs> Hardy, please Christopher, please London. Is, I have, I, that's as, Pandora's as box, Avril. As a certified Reinhardt hater, yep. I would want nothing more than to have Reinhardt come down from heaven with angelic wings like Mercy in that fucking cinematic mm -hmm. and just rid us of this plague of Jungle Queen. Delete Jungle Queen with a mighty German engineered hammer. Please, Hardy. Please, I beg of you. And that is going to be episode 253. Catch you next time.